Blog Talk Radio. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what. Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the Tribal Nation's business. Tribal Nation is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But Gary Hart, tell you what, you have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring Stick any team you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go. You know why. I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking man me? out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is you can run lickety split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. You know, to the border has a lot of bad habits. But only ones that help me survive. Don't define yourself in the full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's jumping Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. I guess what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat out of shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have. This is the way life is. If Ollie wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Rhodes, do all that, he'll do it. And the key if I want you, all three of them, to hold you, I'm going to slap you, I'm going to spit on you, I'm going to kick you, and I'm going to go. This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts, Ryan Cook. He's walking up the ramp with with Sami Zayn and it's saying, now qualified for Money in the Bank. And they're advertising that. They cut to a small graphic showing Sami Zayn on one side, (laughs) the other side, and the center of it says... Sammy Zane tells all with Bobby Lashley's sister. And Alex Mello. Robo Takahashi versus everybody. I, I thought I was going to have to give him a eulogy after the, the intense main event on night two of Battle of the Super Juniors. But boy, howdy. Uh, did that match live up uh, not only to my expectations, but I'm hoping yours as well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is number 80. Alex, welcome to number 80. Wow, that's such a we round we, number. Uh, sorry, I'm just checking out my uh, my Father's Day present came. My Los Ingobernables super kicks. Oh, oh man, the, the one you're getting sneaker shamed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about yeah. I'm like, shut up. It's By your so-called mom. friend. Yeah, I know, tight. Dick. Thank you. I like them. I just I don't like the bottom because man, I would never wear that. But you, sir, have more balls than I do. WBZ, I'm going to rock that these is. things all day. And I'm excited. I'm going to rock these with the Destino That's your shirt. Vegas shoe. That's your, yeah. your, your Tricky Canelo rematch wear. It's, uh, 
Isaiah's trying to uh, already like. So are we? Uh, are we going, Gabba? And I'm like, well, I'm, I have to close on a house in August and then go to Japan in January. I don't know. <laughs> and then I looked and I found round trip four nights in a hotel for four fifty. And I went, damn it. Maybe we will go. <laughs> these things are. Oh, these things are nice. These things are nice. A little, little dirty though. There's, there's a little dirty on, on on the tips of the white part. I don't know what that's about. Maybe that's from those dickheads that you uh, worked with when you were at the. Yeah. Well, whatever. I'm not going to complain. Those were, those were a good gift. I'm ready to roll. Um, I got to say right off the bat, am I allowed once again to take? That was like bucks. I would totally. To say I want my white on my J sneaks looking fresh and clean. <laughs> I um I do want to ask, um, do I get to take my victory lap yet once again about Daniel Bryan? Uh, we know what we're gonna get into in the third fall when we talk SmackDown. But uh, oh yes, <laughs> um, I'm ready for. I'm I'm gonna call this now. That's his SummerSlam match. I'm ready to call that right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be his sayonara to the company. You're gonna put you over glass. Gross. This is like four years ago to the pay per view after Daniel Bryan you know, conquers. You know Triple H and and you know Stephanie McMahon wins the title against the two other members of Evolution. Uh, his next feud is against Kane in that <sighs> abysmal Extreme Rules match. What he jumped off like a pile of crates. Hit a headbutt and got a hurt and was pretty much, you know, screwed. Yeah, he did the, uh, the headbutt off of the anniversary. Uh, I think it was. Evening up. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> so third fall, we're going to get into that. Ron SmackDown, also the UK tournament. Man, uh, middle of the show, we'll go outside the universe. We'll break down the best in the world pay-per-view. One of the better shows of the year, too, not named New oh. Japan. Tremendous up top to bottom. Uh, last week's Lucha Underground will pre or we'll we'll talk about as well. Also, we'll kind of give our picks and preview the New Japan G1 special this coming weekend. Yes, for our New Whew. Japan head next week, Alex. I want to break down the New Japan G1 climax. Like it gets its whole segment, and I want oh it's gonna get its own show. <laughs> well, we might yeah we might have to do something like that. But I I want to challenge. Issue the challenge where over the course of the week we should let's let's basically book this show how we think how this tournament's going to go to the point where we're, we're we're booking it where we know the last night of the show if this guy beats this guy he makes it to the finals type thing I want to see how close we can really get to Gato's great mind and book this show so Ooh, I'm saying okay. now. So we each have a week to prepare for it, kind of like our own fantasy draft, like another fantasy draft type mm-hmm. thing. But we, how do we book the the nineteen nights? So that's kind of what I what I want to I want to do. So I'm gonna get out the pen and pad this week and, and see what I can come up with. But we'll knock that out. Uh, first of all, though, don't have a ton of news and rumors, but a couple things worth talking about. As always, we'll see what Alex has as well. But I figure that way we can get it out, knock it out right away. And then give that ROH and the G1 special and, and whatnot the time they deserve. Because that ROH oh, show yeah. was tremendous. Uh, so we'll hit, hit you with that with that quick break. Alex, um, do you want me to run the FML commercial or did you have a read? I couldn't remember what you were saying today. 
Uh, we will run the commercial, but let's just say um, you can actually, again, with, with the deer stand, the, the innovation at FML Solutions, Inc., I'm half for you that you will hear momentarily. Uh, also, have something tremendous as well. Not only do they have an installment, a three-step payment plan to make it a little bit easier uh, you know, for the purchase, but also if you enter in the contact tab, fmlsolutionsinc.com all you have to do is just enter a little bit information like your name email address a contact number and in the comments put the put the pretty much the code word strong style in the comments section submit and you'll get a hundred dollars off the deer stand we're gonna have uh an awesome uh new promo next week but just want to let you get, get you guys a little uh head start especially with deer hunting season Coming up here momentarily. Pretty, pretty damn soon. <laughs> WrestleCast episode episode 80. Excuse me. Talk away. We'll be right back. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Most people would consider this Illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday nights, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, 
TuneIn and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over this safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No, but if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe word's Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's when you go harder than somebody, man. Yeah. This right here uh-huh. is domination. This here what you call domination. It's a combination uh-huh. of skill and concentration. Yeah. So rise to the occasion. Do something amazing. Because anything that I do, I dominate it. Uh-huh. This here what you call domination. It's a combination of skill and concentration. So rise to the Alex, do you know whose entrance music that was? Is that John Zena? No, that was the, uh, damn, the, the number was 68 tonight. What did I have? I had 65. Damn it. I would have won a IWGP US championship. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I was like, damn. I found a raffle and I just joined it. I was three well, numbers you away. Fun thing for once. Drag. <laughs> Dang it. Um, no, that was the theme song of one. Former Intercontinental and ECW and Tag Team Champion. Does that help you at all? Um, rock a rock. Ezekiel Jackson. Wow. <laughs> Wait, he was what title did he win? He won the IC so, title from Wade. He beat Wade Barrett, I think. Um, I think he had the core. tag belts. What's that? Was he part of the core with like three yeah. O's and three R's? Yeah, when they came on, I've had enough. I've had they were the right squad of their day with inappropriate <laughs> yeah. spelling. Yeah. <laughs> and then he beat Matt Hart or he beat Christian for the EC. He was the last ECW champion, I think. <laughs> wow. Again, and that then uh, count. that should never count for anything. <laughs> Hey, I Vince was a trivia champion. He wore a black sweatshirt and a do-rag when he wrestled. A do-rag? Remember he wore a do-rag when he wrestled because he got his head shaved? Oh, God. I do. Bobby I, I do. Because <laughs> he was feuding with Lashley. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, Lashley, though, can definitely rock that driving cap, though, I, I will say. His hat, his hat style has inspired me. I, I, I tried a few on over the last. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think I lost you, Alex. Oh, Alex was getting choppy. I think he got booted. I think Blog Talk hit him with the Bobby Lashley. Oh, you kind of came back, Alex. We're losing you pretty bad here, sir. Oh no, I think it's the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of uh, Bobby Lashley's, we got the Eli Drakes resigning with Impact. Randall's got to be excited. Now, Alex, you're not one that knows the Eli Drake, do you? I do not. The only Eli Drake exposure I got was him wrestling him to a.k.a. Sharpie uh, on the Impact episode uh, a few weeks back. 
Wow. That's all I got to say. I guess God bless Impact, and maybe he can carve something out. <laughs> he's, you know, he, he's a decent... I I would equate him a lot to EC3, where okay. he, has, he has a good body, he has good charisma, he has a good character, he can cut a promo, but he... He might. I think he might be a little bit better than EC3 in the ring, but he's definitely. He looks a, like he's gonna move better because EC3 yeah. looks like he's gonna break every time he takes a step, a microcosm. If he thinks about moving, I'm like, oh my god, you're going to hurt yourself. Who looks like they're gonna tear something worse, EC3 or Jinder Mahal? <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Or or what about uh, Kitamura? Oh God, he he! I think he can move better than those two, though. Really? Yeah, I think he's he improved. I too bad he's probably never gonna wrestle again. But oh, that bums me out. That bums me out so much. So that much dude promise. was like, I was excited for him. I'm like, man, this is a a good big man. By the way, once again, uh, I sent you that. I sent. I'm pretty sure I sent that picture. But Harai Kawato with the like. Goku blonde uh, Super yeah. Saiyan hair. <laughs> That's my dude, man. I can't wait for Kawada to come back. I'm I'm on that level I was with um when um Sho and Hiromu were on their excursions. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what these guys become after coming back. Uh, maybe Hiromu does a little ROH run too, which would be fun. But you know, Eli that Drake, I guess, is, is a nice household name that they they did the same thing they took him after he got cut by development in WWE and they made a star out of him and we'll see where it goes I think it's a smarter move because I know WWE wanted him I'm sure he ends up in NXT but who knows where he goes from there so maybe he's getting a bigger payday and maybe they're going to use a little more so it might be a might be a good move um but we'll see what happens with it uh one other thing I thought was interesting we were getting all set up for that Jeff Hardy Shinsuke Nakamura match we talked about, and then Shinsuke gets bit by the dog inspecting the arena. Did you hear? See this? I I did. I thought it was a weird April Fool's joke. I thought it was WWE trying to get back at like I don't know, like the Japanese audience for some reason said, "Ah ha ha, Shinsuke's not going to perform," which I think is dumb. You know, when I say it out loud now, but it might make mm-hmm. sense. But I, I was just uh, like, okay, that's so obviously random. I was like, are they covering something for Jeff Hardy? But he stood around, I think, last Tuesday night, if I remember correctly. A lot of stand by, by uh, Jeff Hardy this week. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of bummed. I'm, I'm sure the audience is in Japan, but uh, I heard he cut uh, some pretty interesting promos. So at least they got to see Nakamura out there. They had Samoa Joe jump him. And then AJ Styles make the save to set up Nakamura or Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles, which is hilarious because that was a Brian thrown into. What's that? I'm losing you again, sir. Damn it! One of the matches you got actually Daniel Bryan inserted into the. Uh, oh. That match. That's that would be cool. That would be cool. Um, Alex was saying Daniel Bryan jumping in there. Um, it's just it's just really peculiar how that randomly happens when they go tour Japan and it's like, well, Shinsuke is not working. <laughs> he got bit by a dog. <laughs> I was a little confused, a little blown away by that. 
Another thing that blew me away, I kind of mentioned this to you a little bit ago. The WWE, after all the, the talks of potentially trying to poach all-in talent and Cody and the Bucks contracts up at the end of this year, I believe, yep. WWE is now following the Young Bucks. I, I asked you, you know, I had said to you, is the, am I looking too much into this when I noticed that? And you said, no, this is probably a bigger thing than I'm, than I'm thinking it is. Uh, thoughts on this whole Twitter thing? Um, I honestly, I, well, apparently they unfollowed them after, you know, it, it kind of made a buzz that they did follow them. I, I, I think it's like the, the Wendy's aspect of Twitter between the, these two entities, if you will. Um, it's a big deal. Sure. You know, of course, when, when a company is following, you know, a, a team that, you know, they're quote unquote, you know, seeking after, Trying to you know overhaul this whole this whole event here, um, it, it, of course it causes for speculation. But I, I I think in the long run it's just something you know, it's it's something good for fodder, you know, for to get people like us and, and to get you know kind of wrestling talking and buzzing, which I think is a, a good thing. If Magic Johnson had followed LeBron James before he signed him, would they have called it tampering? Collusion. <laughs> the WWE is tamp. <laughs> um, I didn't list this on there, but 20 year anniversary of the the King of the Ring, 98 with the insane Hell in a Cell bump. I I haven't listened to the Pritchard podcast yet, but I heard about how he's uh, about the the crazy story that the bad how he's freaking out that there's no Pat Patterson. Did you did you listen to the show or hear this? That sucks. I have not got... listened to it. For some reason, it's stuck on my Twitcher, uh, Twitcher, on my Stitcher app. So whenever Damn I try it. to play it, it's, it's just like Stitcher. <laughs> <laughs> so it it, it kind of like acts like it's gonna play and then it stops. But everything else on my Stitcher app plays, especially all the content at for Junk Style Media. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Google. Supposedly, he was Pritchard or, or Patterson wasn't there, and he's screaming because he doesn't know what's supposed to happen, so he doesn't know what to tell the ref and stuff. And he's cursing oh. his head off and he's asking, he's like, "I know about the two bumps, but I don't know what's going on." And he he's yelling, and Briscoe comes in, he's like, "He's like what?" And he's like, "Where the hell is Patterson? You know, I don't know what's going on." He and he's he looked at, and he said to Bruce, I guess he goes, "It's." Louis, uh, Louis or whatever, whatever his name, Louis or whatever his name is, his significant other for like 30 years that he never told anyone really about. And I guess Pritchard went, oh, my God, I completely feel oh. like a douchebag. And he's like, is he okay? And he goes, no, he just died. So, like, his significant other of like 30 years died as that match was going on. And Pritchard was just kind of given the whole, it's insane how much you think everything is so important until you really think about it. Yep. Um, and that, you so know, you as much as up in the perspective. Yes. That's a good bingo. Good way to put it. And like in the midst of, you know, talking of wanting to talk about the match, I think that was the biggest takeaway for me is like mm-hmm. in the midst of some of the most insane things we'll ever see in the history of pro wrestling bump wise, nobody in the back probably gave a damn. 
And I bet you when those guys came through the, the back, they didn't give a damn about what they did either, which is nuts to think about how in wrestling they can just turn that on and off. Yeah. Or how uh, Mick Foley can get up numerous times after taking <laughs> hellacious, <laughs> hellacious, uh, like 20-foot-plus bumps there. Um, I actually uh, watched a little of this pay-per-view, uh, King of the Ring 98. I remember kind of liking this one uh, growing up, especially with and Shamrock was kind of getting that, that push there. Um, but uh, I ho- totally got um, reminded of how, how, how ingenious Owen Hart was as an in-ring performer. Just so Dim in general was just in awe. And, and Sean Waltman, my God, he could move just so flawlessly in the ring there. It's just, you know, that's kind of a what if, if, you know, those demons, you know, hadn't unfortunately crept up and, uh, just, just a great, great bout uh, on that show. I'll have to check that out. I bet that it sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. There's a bunch of. I mean, I, it's only ten think, minutes, but they pack a lot in, in, and you're like, wow, that was an amazing story they crafted in that seven, eight minutes. Well, I think tomorrow I'm gonna try to get both Raw and SmackDown and Lucha Underground watched already, right at the beginning of the week. So then I can go into the weekend and try to try to find some other stuff. There was a – I took a picture of it. Let me pull this up here. Um, What's most as crazy is the tag team called Too Much, which was Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor. No idea. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, they were too much. Where else no one had I would say at least I, too much. I, I spit my milk out. I think, oh, why is this stupid thing not working? Oh, because I'm an idiot. I'm trying to scroll on Twitter through a screenshot I took, and I'm wondering why I can't ah. search Twitter. <laughs> God, I'm an idiot sometimes. Um, <laughs> let me try, let me try um, this again here. To this show, by the What's that? Uh, who would have known? I, I think uh, I'm losing you again, man. buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Blog Talk is hitting you with a light tube. We got to hit him with an uppercut. It's this late night, it's this late night stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, look at look at Jordan trying to suck up like a bitch. I hope he's listening and heard me say that too. Um. So I think this was from Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, I'm pretty sure this was a Big Japan match, but uh, Big Japan, yes, they have the they have the death match and they have like the strong matches. But this is from the guys who are voices of wrestling. Um, the June 20th uh, Masashi Takeda versus Asami Kodoka match wasn't a great death match. It was a great match that happened to have light tubes and panes of glass and ladders in the way. This is a what? This is a must-watch match, the best match I've ever seen in this style. Five stars. Uh, at Dave Meltzer, you need to watch this. I'm going to repeat that again for Alex when he when he gets back on here. Because um, I'm I'm intrigued. I think I want to see. You know, I want to check this out. I want to. I want to. I want to see if Alex checks us out and what he thinks about it. And I also, 
I, I haven't forgot. I want to ask him about the whole uh, L.A. Park Roosh main event from CMLL that I went. Let me let me grab out Dear Diary, Dear Diary. What did I get? That I went four and a half on, like I told you guys last week. It was just such an interesting concept and the crazy brawl and, you know, the wild shenanigans with the referees and, you know, you could tell it was, it was a hate feud. And that's what, that was what was really exciting for me too. So I, I really want to see it, see his thoughts about this, but uh, we'll, we'll see when, when Alex gets back with us. I think he's doing a reboot. Um, otherwise, I mean, not a ton news wise coming out of the world of wrestling this week, still nothing on the MSG ROH situation. And if ROH was going to try to, you know, make a legal play or do anything of that nature to try to re-solidify that date that they booked over WrestleMania weekend is what I'm assuming. Uh, also nothing. If, if they're going to try to uh, block AAA from running a show as well, I still think they won't. I mean, AAA may do 4,000 fans, 5,000 fans in that building. So they're not going to sell it out by any means, which shouldn't be considered a threat. But, I don't know, it's one of those things where I think if you're WWE and you want to make the play that you're not allowing ROH to do the the venue for for that weekend, you shouldn't allow anybody any time to do it. And I think that's where you have to make the play to MSG again and go, look, you can't let these guys run it either. I understand it's not as big of a deal. I understand it's not as big of a draw. And I understand it's not WrestleMania weekend, but we have to keep everything uniformed. And I think that's why. Welcome back. Good, sir. You, uh, you fought through that hope spot. And I like that. <laughs> I did indeed. <laughs> so what I was going to, what I, what I read, and I wanted to read it again. Big Japan, they run a deathmatch and a strong style division, uh, two divisions. Um, Voices of Wrestling tweeted this out. I believe it was Joe Lanz that tweeted this. He said, and this is something that I, I'm going to challenge us to check out. The 620, so June 20th, Masashi Takeda versus Asami Kodoka match wasn't a great deathmatch. It was a great match that happened to have light tubes and panes of glass and ladders in the way. This is a must-watch <laughs> match. The best match I have ever seen in this style of wrestling. Five stars. Then they tweeted at Dave Meltzer, you need to watch this because he doesn't watch that company. Um, I, I really want to see what it is that makes it so insane. Now, I know a lot of these death matches... It's all about how much pain you can withstand, and that's part of the thing. So I'm trying to psych myself up, and if I find it or you find it, we, we should you know watch this and check this out because I want to talk about this, and I want to talk about it before everybody else starts talking about it. But, you know, everything's about I can take more pain than you, and that's, that's what the death match is. And I guess yep. at one, one point during the match, they just started breaking light tubes over their own head to show how strong they were to the other guy. And I guess the building just wow. became completely unglued. So I really want to check this match out, especially if somebody... They have something called a concrete canvas scissor box cutter death match. Like what that the... itself, you're like, what? <laughs> I have no like idea what that even Sullivan mixed with like Gato at this character for the screenshot of this match. 
<laughs> I wonder if it's Abdul the Kobayashi. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to touch on real quick before I jump into it, any any news rumors that I may have missed that you wanted to discuss? Um, I, I thought I did, but I was just trying to get back on online here. <laughs> All right. So the floor is yours for, if you want to rant for a couple minutes, when Blog Talk kicked you after we went past our normal time threshold. We were talking CMLL. L.A. Park versus Roosh. I went four and a half stars. Alex, I want your thoughts and be as honest as you'd like to be. Um, the overall, uh, the event was a little bit different. Um, uh, to me, it, it just reminded me a lot of kind of seeing that colder where, where I grew up, you know, uh, I don't know. It, for me, it was a different watch. It, it wasn't a triple A. It wasn't, you know, something more of, of to my liking, per se. And just, you know, out of shape dudes just kind of walking around, disguising it as running, trying to flip or strike or something along those lines. <laughs> uh, but what I did like uh, was that, that, that L.A. Park um, Roosh match. Um, because it did tell a different story. I, I was confused how, like, every match was out of three falls. Um, there, there were so many different rules uh, that, that I wasn't grasping at that at that certain point. But that match, you know, it, it definitely told a story, you know, inside, outside of the ring, into the crowd. It seemed like this warranted the main event. It did have that big match feel. Um, yes, Lepard looked like Bernie Gumble doing his best Krusty the Clown impersonation. That is for sure. Uh, but you know, I you know probably you know could could stand a a rewatch on that. But yeah, I I, I would for you know a first timer give it about three and a half stars. I'll take it. I'll take it. I was ready to that to get smashed. Uh, also, uh, D'Angelo Williams returning to Impact Wrestling. So I was ecstatic Ooh. when he D'Angelo Williams was the running back last year. Him and oh, Moose. Yes. Yes. Beat Eli Drake, and I think it was Chris Masters last year at Slammiversary. That's why they so signed Eli... him so he could take the team. <laughs> yeah, so he's gonna job to job to DSO Williams again. Um, we're gonna go to our, we're gonna go to our next break. When we come back, we're going outside the universe. ROA, Lucha Underground, New Japan. We got a trifecta of coverage that we cannot wait to bring to you guys. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Wrestlecast Radio. Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams, every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust us the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you feel. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like diamonds. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my path. Check my feet when I'm walking. See if it ain't. I've seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sort of clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man. Because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. 
Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Peanut. Peanut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to I it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh! Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Okay, I can't. What are you doing? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, yes, 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 survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles and track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Cast Radio coming back at you, boy, boy, oh boy, did that guy have a big weekend, <laughs> Mr. Jay. I would say himself. yes. I, I, I would say yes. Good job, um, Before we go into the ROH pay per view, uh, just because it was a quicker, it's a quicker review. But let's really quick recap Lucha Underground. Now that you've been watching it, I think this is a a nice little entry to the to the show, and I think Agreed. you know. If and and we will we get, get that to... next week, since unfortunately uh, my Sling app uh, was under construction. <laughs> Someone logged out of it, and I, didn't, I, I have not received the response yet with the uh, the password. <laughs> so I'm intrigued to see what happens, everybody. <laughs> All right, Old that is a loose guy and the guy with the lizard, the chick with um, the lizard, you know. Old so shiny, week, shiny suit guy. We'll have a dueling uh, Russell Cancer or uh, dueling. Um, what am I trying to say? Lucha Underground recap. Old the Mexican <laughs> twin dad hybrid. <laughs> we you know, talk all, all those characters we love. <laughs> we'll talk to debuting Exolicious taking on Jack Evans. <laughs> Solicious? I, I don't know what it is. Exolicious? I don't know. And then the. The give or the 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 grave match between Jeremiah Crane, Ray Phoenix, and Mil Muertes, which um, Ooh. 
had it was there was a very couple brutal things in that match where I cringed. We hit the the replay button on the DVR a couple of times, but um, Demetrius, is a huge fan of Exolicious. Um, I thought he had hey, some really on Marty Martinez. By the way, I don't get that yeah. from, uh, amongst this guy. He's the Adam yeah. Cole of 2018. <laughs> he was uh, a tough enough guy. The really? he was on. I either the first or the fourth. I think he was on the tough enough that Austin did. Okay. The one with um, where they still gave Cameron a job when he's like, "Oh hell, girl, what's your favorite match? Melina versus Alicia Fox. Is there any other matches I should know about? Get the hell out of my ring." <laughs> I wish. And she got wish, a job. Yeah, take your shit and go. There's my one for the night. You milly mouth <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have said all that. Um, let me find my... God, I got, I've watched so much wrestling. So, you know, I'm going to take my diaries, you guys call it, and I'm going to put it into a Microsoft Word. And I'm going to try to chronologically... I'm going to write every match down, and I'm going to take every match and star rate them uh, by... Essentially by date. And then I'll take all my, like, five-star matches and try to rank them. I'll try to come up with, like, my top 20. You have already, like, 12 five-star matches, don't you? Um, well, give me a second. I'll give you I'll give you the exact answer right now. You so have, I have to have double digits. I have Okada Naito from Wrestle Kingdom. Um, let's see. I didn't finish that event yet. I didn't even watch that one. Uh, let's see, New Beginning had a four and a uh, Almas and Gargano, I went five stars. Tell me if there's any two that you think I'm I'm going too far on. You, uh, you win Bucks, Golden Lovers, five. Well, no, I'm just saying from the two that I gave you so far, do you have any disagreement with either of those two matches? Not at all, not at all. So two for two that you agree with. Um, this one was four and three quarters, not a five star, but Okada's uh, Sonata. For New Beginning. Almost went five on that one. Um, let's see. Now we're moving into more towards the end of February. Uh, nothing good on that show. Nothing. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say nothing good. There was a couple three stars. Uh, another four stars. I found, I found a dud. That never says a lot. Okada Osprey. I went four and three stars. Um, we're getting through here. We're already in the middle of March now. And I've only had two. That's, I thought I would have had more by now. Um, <laughs> the tag rumble on March 12th got half a star, and that was the main event. <laughs> and then the main event of SmackDown that next night was Naomi and Carmella, which I went one star on. One Man. star. <laughs> WWE with a bad week, if I do say so. Let's see. Uh, New Japan Cup, uh, March 21st. I went four and three quarters on Zack Sabre Jr. and Tanahashi. Hmm. Um, I found a four Even with the tap out, you only gave it four and three quarters, huh? It was, it was, the only reason I went that is because I couldn't, like, if I definitely went, that was a five-star match and I didn't have to think about it, that's how I know it really was a five-star to me. Like, because of what nothing happened to Zack Sabre Jr. after that, that tremendous run at, at the Cup there, uh, I mean, 
does it kind of hinder your score a little? Like, would you go a little because, lower or? Because a week later, you'll it'll be the same thing. So here's an example. The, um, the following week was the the um, strong style evolved. I went four and three quarters on Jay White and Adam Page, but I went five stars on Golden Lovers Young Bucks. Like I definitely knew that was a five star. I had to think on the other one with how much I liked it. I went that isn't five stars if I had to think about it. So on my birthday, Adam I Page, three... man, and that match was tremendous. So that was like He's the breakup good match. Um, a week later, Okada Zack Saber, I went a full five on. Um. <laughs> uh, so that's four or five. So do you have any issue with any of those four so far? No. no. Okay. So four for four. Uh, Riddle Zack Sabre from Evolve 107. I went four and a half. That was a really good match. Um, Joey Janelle's Spring Break. Four and a quarter. Walter and PCO. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. That match was tight. Um, I'm not looking at WrestleMania. Let's skip that. Now we're getting into April. Um, so I only have four so far. I'm not looking at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, I just sleep. <laughs> let's not let's not even do that. Um, greatest Road. No, we're not going to look at that. Let's see. Road to Duntaku. I gave Jay White and David Finley four and three quarters. Also, I love that match. Jay White is just killing it. Okay, uh, Wrestling Dentaku, my fifth five-star. I went five stars for Okada Tanahashi. And after the backstory I gave why I liked it is why I gave it five. Um, so that's five. Let's see. Uh, Hiromu and Desperado from that best of Super Juniors, May 22nd. Nine. I want the full five. Yep, that's six. That. Um. Uh, da, 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 what about da, da. Bone Soldier? Yep. Uh, Ishimori uh, and, and Hiromu five stars. Ishimori five stars. That's number six. Uh, Okada Omega, that's obviously. Seven. Seven, or, yeah, that was the seven five star match, so it has to be seven stars. And I believe that's the last five star match I gave of the year because I went four and a half. No, Nakamura and and Styles at Money in the Bank. Yes, that's right. That's right. So eight. Yep. So, so eight. Another four and a half from LA Park and Roosh. See, I'm at I'm at eight five star matches, which you know I was I was looking at a couple people who who do stars and review matches too, and. They were saying like four years ago, they didn't have one, maybe, no, maybe it wasn't four years ago. Maybe it was like five or six, but they didn't even have one five-star match all year. And like this year, they're already at like seven, like almost what I'm at. It's just incredible how much this wrestling has gone over. And by the way, somebody, somebody just said, uh, talking PTO, Mil Muertes is now accepting bookings. Who's going to book that? <laughs> Would you pay for eight? Oh God, no, no. You you wouldn't pay to see PCO versus Mil Muertes? No, because not. I I would pay like ten, fifteen bucks for it, sure. But not as (laughs) as like my main event. That's like my co-main event, like beatdown. You're not as hyped on PCO as I may have thought you were. Oh, I am, but I mean, no, nah, man, I don't, no. 
He's in the BOLA this year. Is he really? Yeah, he's in the BOLA. What's crazy, too, talking about, you know, not to try to talk about U.S. independence and jumping into that, but out of the 24 people in the BOLA, 16 are international. That's insane to think about that. How much is WWE monopolizing this talent if there's only eight American indies in the in the battle for Los Angeles this year? Wow, that was a who's who event. You know, pretty much anyone from from any promotion would would come participate in that. Yeah, that's you're totally right. I, I mean, they have taken pretty much every you know first you know two tier you know stars across all the different promotions. So God, yeah, you're you're totally right. Or maybe they they could use the excuse too of, you know, the international flair, you know, kind of evolving to the to stateside now. So maybe that's why they're pulling more international as well. And you know, I'll just let me just let's let's just use this as an example. Let's see, is this twenty fifteen? Um not even not even twenty fifteen. Twenty sixteen is the one I have on Blu-ray. Let's not let's look at this just as an example. Uh twenty fourteen Bola. Okay, so this is you know, it'll be four years since this Bola. Listen to the talent in this Bola. Get ready for your mind to be blown and then think of what we're looking at now because of talent. Here is your first round matchup. So here's your twenty four people in the Bola. Bobby Whoa. Fish versus TJ Perkins. Biff Busick, who we all know is Oni Larkin, against Roderick Strong. Cedric Alexander against Trevor Lee. Brian Myers, who is Kurt Hawkins, against AJ Styles. Drew Gulak versus Kyle O'Reilly. Tommaso Ciampa versus Michael Elgin. Candice LeRae versus Rich Swan. Johnny Gargano versus Chuck Taylor. Ricochet versus Chris Sabin. Chris Hero versus Matt Seidel. Adam Cole versus Zack Sabre, and ACH wow. versus Kenny Omega. Wow. <laughs> like, talk about a who's who of talent four years ago. Wow. But, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, so, we'll get into that Lucha the, Underground. The times they are changing. But, yeah, uh, but, but what's interesting about the Bola, I mean, it, it has pretty, you know, interesting names, but it looks like it's a lot of Dragon Gate talent coming around this time. Shingles a, a, a couple. I do, yes. Why don't you, let's go through the list. All right, of course, we got PCO appearing in his first Bola and making his PWG debut. Brody King appearing in his first Bola. What do you know about Brody King? Uh, he is, I think he's a, uh, a California indie guy. I, I've never also appearing, but along as a California indie guy, Joey Janela, uh, appearing yep. in his second bola, um, did not get it out of the first round last year. Jody Fleisch appearing in his first bola. Um, Aisha oh. Dragunov. Sounds legit. Uh, Is the guy who won the WXW 16 karat gold tournament beating Valter last year. He was that dude that I kept talking about. This dude, Ilya Dragunov, who was this huge baby face. He made his return and had this giant, like, Russian logo. And even though they were in Japan, or I mean, Germany, (laughs) 
Howard did not give a crap. Like Ilya Dragunov is huge. There's there's a video where you can watch the the fi- like the highlights of Valter and uh, and Ilya Dragunov, and Dragunov gets cheered over Valter, who's German. Wow, it, it's incredible. Uh, Robbie Eagles, um, Puma King, David Starr, Ray Horace, Chris Brooks. Matt Riddle, Darby Allen, Adam Brooks, Flamita, Jonah Rock, DJZ, T-Hawk, the aforementioned Shima, or did you say Shingo, uh, Walter, Bandito, Travis Banks, Jeff Cobb, and of course, my favorite, Timothy Thatcher. Not going to lie, I am a Timothy Thatcher fan. All these guys are like first and second time bola guys, and half of them yep. are UK or, or Mexico or Japan. Like it's insane to look at this. And I'll tell you what, though, you know this is the and, and this is a tournament. Like guys like William Regal are allowed to go watch and scout talent. So the fact that they've cleaned up all this talent so much is a real like wow to me. That that the bola, which I mean, this is this is if you you know you look back late nineties, early two thousands, the the super J that they would do out in I think Maryland or Massachusetts, one of those things. But it was you know they were they were big time tournaments for the juniors. You know Chris Daniels was in those things like that. American Dragon Brian Danielson was in things like that. So this is a big time deal tournament and for whatever reason like this is kind of the crop you get now to be fair i like a hell of a lot of these guys i am stoked Walter pco after what they did maybe they get to work each other you know jody fleisch has always been a fun one for those of you who remember jody fleisch i believe was part of uh, what the hell was that faction in ROH? Uh, the 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 guys who were like tripping on drugs all the time. I cannot remember their their stable that Jody Fleisch was in. But anyway, Jody Fleisch was in that that stable. Um, the acid the sp- stable. That's awesome. <laughs> the Springboard Seven Twenty Pile Driver he hit Loki with was incredible. So Jody Evolve. Fleisch is great, but you know Jonah Rock who's who um, is the he's the other guy who's supposed to be son of havoc in Lucha Underground? Okay. He's a good talent. So there's a lot of really good talents. Like I'm not I'm not dogging the talent. You know, like I like I said before, you know, William Regal got clearance to go to Bola to watch these shows to scout talent, and they've cleaned it all up. It's it's just, but there's still a lot of good people. Like I'm I'm not gonna exactly. I'm, I'm not gonna look at spoilers. I'm going to order the DVDs, you know, or buy them on Blu-ray when they come out and I'll watch them and won't know what's going on. And I'll just stay away from PWG for a while and then I'll get caught up. I mean, I, I love the bullet. I think it's a great tournament. Throw a few names. What's that? Throw a few names out there that, that could possibly walk away the, uh, the bullet winner in 2018. Matt Riddle, uh, Walter, um, I think there's a weird chance that a guy like Jeff Cobb could win. I think a sneaky play is Ilya Dragunov as well. And I could see a guy like maybe Travis Banks getting a victory. But I, I think I think Walter and, and Matt Riddle are my – those are my picks. 
And I could see, you know, I don't think T-Hawk has a deep run, but I think Shingo could have a run, too. Okay, nice. Dragunov, you know, obviously, uh, do, do they get something? Do they get a title shot, perhaps, yeah. after winning the BOLA? Yeah, so that, the that next, uh, maybe could be too obvious since Walter is the PWG champion? Or do you ooh, think they go that route? I don't know. I think there's a chance that right now they, they pull the trigger and try something different. You know, they're out of Reseda now. They're in a bigger venue, and they got to try to draw more. So with with the lower car – and here's the thing, though, too, is I think with this weaker lineup, and not necessarily weaker, but not the <laughs> – Oh, it's wow. we don't have Brian Cage and – and Adam Cole and Kyle, you know, guys like that aren't in this tournament this year. Chris Hero is not in it, you know, guys like that. But I think all these guys are going to have something to prove, and I think it's going to be a really underrated tournament. And I think PW Pro Wrestling Gorilla has a lot to prove. So I think they, you know, banking on this talent, which, you know, looking again down this list, even I know some of these names. So, I mean, uh, and they are definitely uh, should make a fun tournament. Darby Allen. He he's definitely is on my radar. I am a fan. Yeah, he was have a match that second evolve night, and then Walter killed him <laughs> with that pop. It's like, who are you running out here on me, kid? Bah! Gosh, I love Walter. He's so tight. I still hope that somehow that Adam Cole match comes out. Shout out to Michael Whitlow, by the way, who uh, joined us on our NBA free agency show. Hugely successful, by the way. Um, we don't we had. A lot of live listeners, so kudos to you guys. We even had some calls. Um, Whitlow said um, he ordered Evolve 107 and was upset that he realized after paying for it that Cole and Walter would be a TV-only match. But he really oh. enjoyed Apex, and he really liked Austin Theory. So, I mean, he still enjoyed some of it, but he was like, damn it, why didn't I realize this was going to be a, TV, or a non-TV match? <laughs> so, uh, kudos to Whitlow for for uh, joining us on it, but uh, Alex, let's go to this best in the world pay-per-view. ROH brought the goods. The first couple matches to me kind of, eh, but then after those matches, boy, did this pick up. Um, And I'm intrigued. I'm happy I wasn't the only one who felt that with the opener, which, you know, I I am a fan of the kingdom, but this match just kind of started a little slow, and I thought it was a little too Little uh, too little too late when it kind of finally kicked in the high gear. And when they were trying to get really going, it got a little sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um, now I did like the, that... the it thing that Vinny yeah. was doing kind of in the beginning that was kind of nice. I, I I am a fan, like I said, of the kingdom. I I like how there are different aspects um, to uh, for Ring of Honor, but also big proponents on that uh, six-man tag uh, tag championships there. But uh, LIJ, I, I don't know. It's, you know, when, once I saw Bushi, I was like, oh, I know how this ends. Yeah, he's taking it. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of what I what I was saying, you know, when Thanks, you're on Ryan. the air, just taking the pin. <laughs> you know, one thing, too, um, I sometimes feel like when LIJ come over, and do the these shows. Sometimes I think they take the nights off. Might be weird to say, but sometimes I just feel like they do. Um, ironically, uh, Takaki Watanabe, who's now known as Evil, was the very first match um, in Best in the World in 2014 on paper, really? which I thought was entertaining. Yeah, but you know, to be fair, I still went two and three quarters 
I I didn't hate the match. I just there was there no, was a lot no. of bumps. I'm I still just I think the kingdom are just sloppy. I just I I don't think Vinny Marsalia and TK O'Ryan are that good. You know when they did their finish at the end, it looked weird. And yeah, I, 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 just, I thought it was botched, but they they showed yeah. an angle. I said, "Oh, I guess you could get away with saying that's a move." Yeah, and that was your like you know, and I just I don't I don't uh, uh, Matt Taven. I just don't get it. How about that? Is that the easiest way to put it? I just don't get. It. I don't get Matt Taven, and I don't really care to get it. I don't think he's Anarchy, that good, bro. It rules. I I like the Taven character. I like how he's the leader. Hell, I thought it's crazy. He's the welterweight champ in CMLL. I love the how he was mocking Naito in front of LIJ. I like the cockiness, the brashness, the leader of the kingdom there. Um, he definitely outshines the other two, that's for sure. Um, but I, I kind of like the, the character. I do agree. I liked when he did the, the Naito roll, faking the dive. And I yeah. liked how Sonata ran in and drop kicked him. Like, don't do that. Yeah. I thought that was good. Uh, you know, but it was what it was. It was. I mean, it wasn't a bad match by any means. It just wasn't as no, good as it no. should have been. Um, next match, I only went two stars on this. And I think it's because I just did not, like, I get what they well, were going for. It wasn't a match. Yeah. I mean, like, they, they should have just had it as a street fight to begin with. Flip Gordon defeats Bully Ray by DQ. I understand what they tried to do going. Bully Ray is the coward heel. He's getting his ass kicked. Flip Gordon's the underdog who's fighting back. And the only outlet he has is the kick to the nuts. Yeah. You know, I listened to Busted Open on the way to work, and he said, I'm going to punch Flip Gordon's nuts into his mouth, is what he said the Friday before, or that, like the show before the ROH show. And I was laughing about it. And I went, so that means he's probably getting DQ'd with a nut shot. Sure enough, he got DQ'd with a nut shot. Uh, so I was kind of already privy to this anyway. But, like, I look at this match, and I understand, I understand what you're doing. You're telling that he's a coward heel, and Flip Gordon is the baby face in peril who finally gets the one up and he gets shut down because Bully Ray has to do dastardly things. But my problem with the whole situation is in 2018, why do I care that Bully Ray is a heel? And that's what I can't get into. If this was Bully Ray aces and eights in shape when he was doing his, his work, when he was really on top, that was some of the best heel work I've ever seen. Oh, this okay. feels like I'm doing the most basic heel work because I'm in there. And I just didn't see anything that got Flip Gordon over. And I'm not trying to crap on cheeseburger, but I really don't care. And he comes <laughs> out and gets annihilated. I don't know who the hell that other guy was that came out and got annihilated. I'm sure he's an ROH. Well, Eli, he's so, yeah. The young guy. Yeah, that- yeah, Chorizo. Cheeseburger got murdered, though. I mean, I, I get where they're coming from. This match, though, is just a little too late. What the hashtag dive scandal seems like eons ago, which was probably, what, yeah. at least a minimum a year ago. You know, so, I mean, it, this was something that should have been, you know, done capitalizing on that because the hashtag dive would seem to prevail in all of that wackiness that was Randy Orton and Bully Ray the two quote-unquote veterans that just don't get it. But I liked how Flip 
you know, he was aggressive early on, you know, Bully trying to sneak attack him. But Flip was just so aggressive. I loved it. I loved the dives. I loved the kicks. Uh, You know, again, springboards galore. All of a sudden, I was like, wait, how did Bully get on the offense? Uh, and, and of course with the DQ, which I was, you know, kind of, again, scratching my head so much animosity between these two deserves an obvious extreme rules, you know, type of setup here. Uh, so I thought that was kind of dumb. But, uh, as I, as, as I called you earlier, Ryan, uh, you know, as the announcers are saying, why isn't anyone standing up to, to bully Ray? You know, he's such a bully. They're calling out, you know, Joe cough. They're, they're calling out everybody yeah. like someone please stop. And I'm like, Cole Cabana, you're a wrestler. Why don't you go out there yeah. and stop? And as I'm writing that in my notes, I'm like, why didn't Cole Cabana come out and stop this? He literally puts the headset down and goes, which, you know, was eh, whatever. But, that was you know, nothing thing. to get me excited for. To, uh, like, to agree with you, I'm like, okay, Cole Cabana's going to run down. He's got to because this is how you can implement Colt Cabana back into a wrestling role in ROH since I felt like maybe they're keeping him off of wrestling TV because of the, the lawsuit. But then I'm going, good God almighty, why is this taking so long for him to do this? And then when he does it, I went, holy crap, they really wasted all that time before he came down there. You know, you talk about the, the time segment issue. That was your time segment issue. Yeah. Like MF or just run down there, get in the ring. Yeah, like, that, we know you're gonna I do mean, it. That, like the match lasted probably I don't I don't know eight minutes I would say, but that that easily could have been cut in half. And then everything afterwards could have played out to yeah, it, it did over overstay its welcome. You know what tandem or should I say trio will never outstay their welcome because I am a fan. Yep, let me I'm hear. Let me butcher hear. their name. My God, they are my, amazing. Big six, six man team stable that I drafted in our women's thing. I shout out to uh, Oedo I, I, my God. I don't remember if I sent it to you, but I know I sent it for sure to Jordan Demetrius and but uh, uh Hana Kimura shaking her butt. <laughs> I had that zoomed in on my phone because I knew how much they were going to mark. I tell you what, man, you know, this is nothing against the gatekeeper, but, you know, Kelly Klein has been like the standout in ROH. Holy crap, did she look outshined in that eight-man woman by her partners. Like, I don't know if that was a good idea putting her in there. Like, she didn't do bad by any means. Like, I'm I'm not dogging her, but... Hana Kimura is 20 years old, and she's her and Mayu Iwatani had an amazing exchange. What the match we're talking about? Oh. Sumi Sakai, Tennille Dash, and Mayu Iwatani and Jenny Rose defeated Kagetsu, Hana Kimura, um, Hazumi, and Kelly Klein. I went three and a quarter. This was the match that really got the show going for me. Um, but Kelly Klein, like, wow! For as good as we saw her in ROH. These other like I'm telling you right now, I think Kagetsu is on her way to being a top five woman in all of or in all of women's wrestling. Kagetsu is so good. Every she doesn't move like most of these women move. Like she she gets like chopped and she sells it like it's natural. Like she looks mm-hmm. so good in the ring and everything is so fluid and she's so damn such a that 
she oh she's awesome. Kagets, I'm glad she got the red belt. I'm glad she's champion there now. Um, Hazumi, for as young as she is and as inexperienced, looked great. And once again, I'm going to say this: Hanakamura, I think, might be you know one of the you could almost call her because this is her like one of her big full years. You know, she's she might be on pace to be my rookie of the year right now. She's tremendous. That Shaolin suplex was one of the best things I think I've seen all week. And she's as big as, you know, she's she's 100 pounds, maybe 120 pounds. And she was like, hey, hey, Mayu, check this out. She is tremendous. <laughs> Can't wait to see. She's going on excursion in Mexico. She's she's not a stardom, or stardom wrestler. She's technically signed to Wrestle One, but she's just part of stardom as a freelancer. So she went, she's going to Mexico. I think Kagetsu's going there, too. I'm hoping when Hanukkah gets back, she gets signed to stardom, and they really keep using her because she's tremendous. How could they not? She, these these three women, totally, I, I, I love Kelly Klein. I've, I've, I've professed my admiration for her talent uh, over the last couple of months here. Um, but she just kind of disappeared. Like you said, she, she held her own, but, but Oido Tai uh Hanakamura I, I I still don't know names to faces yet but uh kind of watching them work as a cohesive unit was beautiful um and 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 Iwatani my god uh that's baby face that's that's your white meat baby face right there that I've ever seen she's the reason started one okay they took Io Shirai we're fine <laughs> yeah we still got Mario Iwatani we're good and yeah she's she's gold and, you know, now you got somebody like Kagetsu, who's such a bitch, such a good heel, that she gets, you know... It, was she the short hair one? Yeah, with, the with like, the little black face makeup. Like, that looks like awesome. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Izumi was the one with, like, the, the red crop top and the jeans. And then, obviously, Hanakamura had that, like, that, like, ninja outfit on. Hmm. Um, but they're, they're really good. And... I'll say this though, Kelly Klein for for what she may have lacked in the like and, and there was times where Mayu Utani was doing stuff and Kelly Klein's like, Okay, we gotta calm this a little bit. You know, she looked okay with Tanil Dashwood, she looked okay with Jenny Rose. Jenny Rose kinda I'm just like, whatever. She's not as good as she used to be when she was working indies. I don't know why she got a job in ROH now, but it is what it is. 12 years ago, Jenny Rose was a lot better. And it's crazy to think she's been wrestling that long. But um, Kelly Klein was there for all of her cues, and she did them well. Like when she drew all the baby faces in the ref so they could, Hanakamura could hold up the sign while stepping on Sumi Sakai's face and do her little butt dance while Kagetsu's kicking her in the head and Hazumi's standing on her neck. Like Kelly Klein was there for all of her cues. I think if ROAs can get Kelly Klein on an excursion to stardom and do more, like her and B Priestley, I think it was, won their, their tag tournament. So stardom wants to use her. But I think with her natural ability and her athleticism, this is the corner you can really turn with Kelly Klein to make her even better. Mm-hmm. So I thought for that reason it was really good. But once again, this was the match that really went, like I'm watching this. And I, I started watching the show at like 5 in the morning. Um, that uh, on Sunday morning because I fell asleep like a dumbass on accident, uh, like bright and early on on Saturday night. I didn't even mean to do it, and 
So I'm watching the show bright and early, and I'm just, I'm into everything I'm watching. I'm like, this match is awesome. Yes, there's a couple hiccups. Yes, that's why I went three and a quarter. But that final stretch between Mayu Itani and Hanakamura, which when oh, she hit awesome. that crazy dragon suplex, and then after <laughs> the three count, just held it for like three more seconds and then let her go. I thought it was tremendous. It was so good. Fun match. I, I was all about this match. I was just happy we got to see uh, also uh, Sumi Sakai dive on everybody kind of during that last that that last couple of minutes as well. So no, a, a hell of a match. Uh, so so ROH the, the the women of honor. Now will they kind of do some excursion matches out um, with Stardom possibly, or where do they have a working relationship for their female uh, for the women wrestlers? I'm assuming they do for the fact that Kelly Klein worked their tag tournament. Uh, Mayu Itani, Kagetsu, and Hanakamura were all in the Woman of Honor tag title tournament, or I mean the the women's title tournament. So I'm thinking they have one. Um, okay. They just they haven't said anything, but they haven't not said anything. So I think that's a good thing. Um, sweet sweet leg. The leg. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Aries beats Kenny King. I went three and a quarter, Alex. I thought it was a good match. I thought it went a little too long, and I think that's what hurt it for me. But for the most part, I thought it was really good. Uh, Brainbuster on the floor was disgusting. What do you think of this this contest between these two? A uh, great win for Austin Aries, that's for sure. Uh, a fun match. I like how you know it was the you know the the master versus the protege. You know, of course, the Aries and King having that that shared history. Um, I was there during the Silas Young Austin Aries match, so I, I you know, I kinda liked how, you know, I was there for the setup for this bout here. Um, some some really impressive moves, you know, for me again, it kinda started off or I should say kind of in, in the middle, you know, after a pretty good hot start there. Uh some good chance, uh, you know, with the crowd as well. Um it kinda stalled off a, a little bit, but of course towards the end, uh after multiple brain busters um, whether if it was on the uh, on the outside or or into the ring, there um, it, it was a a fun match. I, I thought it was like I said a, a good win for Austin Aries. Um, you know, like I said, it heated up what it needed to be. Uh, shave a few uh, minutes off, and I'd say you got a four star. Yeah, yeah, I thought because I, I I liked everything Great they chemistry. did. <laughs> I I will say the third sweep the leg. I was like, all right. But then when he did, like, the fifth one on the floor, I was like, okay, it's kind of funny now. Like, after the first two, and then he did it again in the ring, I'm like, let's let's move on. And then when he did it on the floor, I went, eh, you won me back. <laughs> like, I've never had that happen before where they repeatedly did something, and I went from not liking it to liking it again. So, um, Also, how do you take a brain buster on that concrete, by the way? You hope to God that he doesn't really <laughs> drop you on your head. <laughs> You know, when they see, you know, whether or not they, these guys are friends like they said they are, and I, I'm guessing they are because that's usually an easy storyline always. That's mm-hmm. one of those things where, like, me and Demetrius, here's a, here's a quick story, side note. Um, we wrestled in Wisconsin, I don't know, 2008 years and years ago. And it was in, like a like, a mobile home park. And in the middle of like all the like the mobile homes, there was like a wide open grass area where there was a mobile home bar and restaurant. And out in the grass, there was a wrestling ring. And somebody booked the show there. And 
booked us on the show to wrestle each other. And obviously we're not going to turn down money and it was like an hour drive and whatever. We're going to take it. So mind you, the room we changed in, there was about 20 wrestlers in this room about the size of where I record this radio show. So, and it was hot as hell. It sucked. Now positive about this match was we had a really fun match. Um, The finish was me grabbing Demetrius while he laid on his back, lifting his arms in the air and doing like a reverse curb stomp where I stomped on his face over and over until he basically looked like he was dead and the ref stopped at like a UFC fight. Crowd was very disgusted because there was five matches before us and all the, we went on like third to the last and like the biggest move anybody did was like a body slam. So we're chopping and kicking and doing things like that. People are like grossed out by this, but right before we did that middle of the match, I'm picking up Demetrius, and I'm getting ready to call, like, all right, um, I'll shoot you off, duck the clothesline, come back, duck the back elbow. I'm going to go for a calf kick. You go for a spin kick like we've done before. We'll connect each other. Boom, we'll do a double down, and then that's where you'll come back on us. So as I'm getting ready to, you know, call it in the ring, he just goes, brain buster me. Went, what? Whoa. Give me a brain buster. I've never done a brain buster in my entire life. So sure as hell, I lift him in the air. And I go, all right, when I come down with him, I got to come down just right where I can turn his head, land on my arm so his neck is cradled, and then he bumps on his shoulders. We did it. We did it flawlessly. Um, I When we landed, I went, you good? He goes, yep. Uh, he's like, just give me a second because, you know, the bump hurt, but it didn't hurt, hurt. You know, it didn't kill him, but he was, you know, ow, that didn't feel good. And I sat up, and some woman was just staring at me with her mouth or her hand over her mouth. And I went, well, I think we just grossed out the entire audience. And then I had to go, are you good? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Let's just keep going. But that was him trusting that I've never done this before, but we have the crowd in the palm of our hands. They're completely blown away by everything we've done, even though we've done nothing crazy. So let's give them a move we've never done before. That's what I felt like, whether they planned it or not, it was, hey, give me a brain buster on the floor. I trust you. And that's exactly what he did with me. He trusted me. I didn't kill him. It was what it was. But those are the kind of things where I'm like, sometimes I don't know if it's worth it. Like when Oni, Biff Buse, Oni Lorcan got pushed off the ring apron and he took a, a, a front flip bump on the edge of the apron. Sometimes it shit ain't worth it. That, damn it, there goes my second one. But sometimes it just ain't worth it. And that was, you know, but kudos, they made it work, and it was what it was. <laughs> um, next up, and before we go too much into this, I'll let you go first. Jay Lethal defeats Kushida. What was your thoughts on this contest? Um, I've... I thought knowing the history between these two combatants, uh, of course, I am a fan of both of them. Um, but kind of knowing, you know, the history, how this was the rubber match, how they've been having, you know, the, the two matches, you know, sort of what, 2014, I want to say. Um, and, and also, you know, kind of Jade Lethal's, you know, kind of path, you know, trying to avenge you know, some, some losses that he's endured, you know, try to get back into that ring of honor championship picture. 
Also, <laughs> um, uh, he's been, you know, taking out the hit list, if you will, um, as of late, getting women over uh, Mark Briscoe, uh, the aforementioned Matt Taven, Chucky G, Punishment Martinez, now Kushida, was in his way, which, again, this set up so perfectly. I had no idea. On paper, I was like, I thought they were just thrown together. Um, but, but again, knowing all this going into this match made it even so much more enjoyable. Um, just technically sound, whether it was a submission, a, you know, a, a whatever, you know, that, that they were kind of, you know, off of, you know, the, the dives on the floor, Kushida, just being Kushida, man, just chill, going back to the future, hoverboard locks and all. Um, but, uh, to be honest, I was surprised, um, by the victory, uh, I, but not after I thought about it. But um, I, I thought the, these two men put on a hell of a match. Again, a good clinic. I, I thought it went a little long, not in a bad way, but I was just uh, surprised by the time that these two were given. But again, knowing what Jay Lethal has meant for this company, um, as well as Kushida, just having that overall worldwide respect, I was happy they were giving uh, giving this, this match time here. Um, the exchanges, again, it could have went either way. Um, but but uh, Jay Lethal kind of getting the win um, after the injection there. It, it was a good story, a great way to end, and I loved, loved the handshake afterwards. Um, I went four and three-quarters star on this match. This might be in my top ten matches, depending on how many five-star matches I had. I <laughs> loved every facet of this match. The, the fact that Kushida wouldn't shake his hand I thought was tremendous. I thought the the cartwheel drop kick that Lethal missed for the cartwheel drop kick to give Kushida a hit was tremendous. The counters were great. The fact that he wouldn't he decided to go for the Macho Man elbow only to get countered into an armbar when Kushida got up and caught him. The Lethal injection countered into the hoverboard lock where I thought Lethal mm. was going to tap. Um the the thing that you know, I was at about four and a half when I when I was getting to the end. I was like, this match has been so good. Everything they did pulled me in. I one hundred and ten percent was in love with this con. It was six thirty or so in the morning at this point. I already made a a vodka lemonade because I was so jacked from this match. Like I'm like I'm. It's my day off. I don't give a crap. It's five o'clock in Japan right now, probably. And I mean, I was just in love with this. Then they went for that counter, uh, for the lethal injection counter, and it looked kind of botched. You know what I'm talking about at the end? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. As I'm going, oh, man, there goes my rating. But this match is so good, do I really make it affected? The crowd starts chanting, this is awesome, and didn't crap on the botch like they usually would because they were so in love with what these guys were doing and how hard they were working that instead of embracing the botch, they praised them for the attempt, put the, mm-hmm. put the try over, which then they went to that hot stretch with the hoverboard lock and then final the lethal injection, made me go, hell yeah. I don't even care that that botched a little bit because they are working this hard, had a solid finish, and then Kushida smiles at him and does the handshake. Like, I wasn't going to do it before, but I'll do it now. I just, I love this match top to bottom. And this was, God, this was good. I originally went four and a half, 
but when I thought about how the crowd accepted the the botch, and it wasn't even like a full-on botch. It was they tried something that was probably a little too ridiculous to do and still went for it and kind of made it work, and the crowd clapped anyway to appreciate the attempt. I went, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm boosting this. I'm boosting this a quarter star. I loved it. I thought this match was tremendous. I mean, the, the, this was definitely uh, again a match that this was a wrestling fan match, if that makes sense. This mm-hmm. was kind of like you know an angle, you know Chris Benoit match, you know kind of back in the day, or Jericho Benoit Jericho angle. We were like, oh, you know these workers are going to put on a show and, and they did that and a lot more. Um, again, what, what works well is that style that Jay Lethal can, can, you know, throw himself into is that, that counter style. I mean, new Japan is, is well known for reversal after reversal, after counter, after reversal. So, I mean, that, that's what, what works, you know, kind of, you know, with, with when these two are in the ring. So I think in the audience, you know, kind of getting, into that mind frame of wrestling, um, you know, I, I, again, it's just something that, that is more respected on more than, than anything. And this was a hell of a match. One thing where my 15 year old self would never respected where now I'm like, <laughs> Oh God, these guys just, it was beautifully sounded. I think the other thing too, for me was this was me going Jay lethal is back. And this story that they're telling with Jay lethal, officially hit home with me finally, and I'm all on board with the Jay Lethal Redemption story. A story as old as time, but it works when it's done perfectly as well as someone can work and connect to the audience like Jay Lethal can. And once again, Vince McMahon and and, and the guys in the E, I don't know why they can't figure this out. I don't know why it's so hard. They're more worried about doing things with tipping over cars and poop and ambulances and just stupid things like that. Yeah, garbage trucks. Like, there's so many things that they're more worried about than just telling a story. And you tell a good story, and they won that. They won those people over. That was a match where where people went and go, "Well, Lethal and Kushida should be good." But then when they left, they went, my God, that was great. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of simple. This is a simple story in wrestling. This guy had the either the heavyweight or the TV title in ROH for two years straight. And, not, and then he hit a losing streak, and now he's finally, he's going and he's beating all of the people that beat him. He's redeeming all of his losses because he feels he has to beat everyone that he hadn't beat before he could try to try to win the title. And, I mean, it was just, it's such a good story, and they gave him Kushida, and it worked. And it's it's not hard. Wrestling is easy if you just do it right. It's not hard to do it wrong. Um, jumping the Vector Men definitely did not do anything <laughs> wrong, except beat the living bleep out of each other. Of course, uh, Hangman Adam Page having a hell of a 2018, taking on Baron Martinez, uh, who is the uh, ROH wish. World TV champion. They Sorry, wish uh, Baron Corbin. Corbin. 
punishment Corbin. Sorry. You know, you always say they, you know, Roman Reigns wishes he was Sonata. Baron Corbin wishes he was punishment Martinez. Totally. Martinez is a million times better, a way better Baron Corbin than Constable. Hey, I'm all about this Constable Corbin gimmick. I think it works perfectly. Uh, but yeah, so leave the Baron Corbin is to punishment that- Martinez. <laughs> Um, I went three and three quarters on this match. I thought it was awesome. What? It was That's it? fun. Yeah, yeah. You got to give almost... it at least another another half a star uh, just because of the Jewel Osco reference uh, that Cole Cabana had referring to the thumbtack bag. My my the only reason I didn't go four is because I thought they told a great story. And I, you know, I mean, you got to figure too. This is me defending a three and three corner star match too right now, but mm-hmm. it was a plunder match. Plunder matches are always going to be better oh. if they're done right. The barricade choke slam. Come on, the choke slam through the table at the end. Just book ended choke slams on the worst possible materials you could think of. Uh, I thought Adam Page. I mean, strapped the rocket to the sky already. Yeah, um, this this guy is the beast. When he came out with new music, I thought he was gonna win. He gets it, man. He exudes that confidence, that bullet club level. He definitely is on his own. Hell, a year ago, I said, "Who the hell wants a Hangman Adam Page shirt?" Guess what? I ordered one last week. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. From his moonsaults uh, to his lariats, man, he, he's just a nice blend of old school, new school wrestling. He, he is he, that hybrid. Off the apron into a shoulder block while you're on the floor. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so dope. No, it was, and I mean, I could have went a little higher too, probably, but I think it also didn't help that I was so jacked from the match before this that I was mm-hmm. still kind of down a little bit because of how much I, I like to leave on Kushida. I was about to say, that's funny how this is the come down match from that, where it's usually flipped. Where, no pun intended. Where this is usually <laughs> the no. fourth match and the Kushida <laughs> lethal third. Um, boy, talking about going back up, I went four and a half stars. Briscoes defeat the Young Bucks. I think this might have been the best of their series. God, this match was good. Agreed. And this was Agreed. a match where the ref bump was a good bump. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh, they get the ref bump. Like, he goes for Froggy Bow and drops it on the ref instead of on uh, on Perfect. Jack. Like, that was, I went, oh, that was good. That was clever. Because now you can't get DQ'd because it looked like you were really trying to do it. That was clever. Mm-hmm. Um, just solid match all around. Everything they did made sense. Uh, great bumps. Just a great story. It was, it was, and you know, when 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 they kicked, when when Matt Jackson kicked out at the end of the J Driller on that chair, I couldn't believe it. And I love that they hit him with the the, the neck breaker, razor's edge off the middle rope, and then he was done. Like, oh, thing he had was kicking out of the J Driller, but he wasn't getting up from anything else. It was like Hiromu and uh, Ishimori, where Ishimori kicked out of everything, but he just couldn't get out of that last thing. I love mm-hmm. that they told that story. Just a great match. Like I said, I went four and a half. Thoughts on the tag match, Alex? No, it, it was everything that you want in a uh, Briscoe's Young Bucks match. Except the Bucks, they're, they're a little, you know, their chests are more, you know, 
out there. You know, heavyweight young bucks, if you will, I, I thought were was using muscle uh, surprisingly against the bucks. You know, kind of overpowering them in some moves here. But yeah, this was a, a fun match. Everything that, that what you would expect. Um, I thought this match was going to go 20 more minutes. I didn't know, uh, you know, if this was the one that went over on, on time, but I, I easily could have got 20 more minutes out of this match, uh, beating the living hell out of each other. The Briscoes, again, I, I like their little pro, promo vignette they had before the match, um, talking about their history, which, uh, yeah, I, I guess I haven't seen too many Briscoe promos, so it kind of took me off guard, but, uh, but yeah, no, the, it was great, but it was also good to see SoCal Uncensored come on down and, and challenge the Briscoes uh, next. Jay Briscoe is one of the scariest human beings I've ever seen in my life. Like, if that dude was yelling at I was at, are they like that for real? They, they, <laughs> like, I, I, I'm just, like, when when I met him and got a picture with them, like, they were cool. Like, yeah, man, let's take a picture. Let's take a picture. Come on, now, get over here. You know, because Kevin, we went to the Kevin Steen show and Yep. We got a picture with Steen, and we're, you know, I was like, hey, you know, can we, you know, he's like, you want to, you want to meet anyone else? And we're like, dude, we'd love to meet Adam Cole. He's like, let me go get him. Let me go get him. Come over to entrance. He's like, when, you know, we got to wait till no one's looking, and then I'll sneak you backstage because we don't want every, all the fans trying to do that. I'm like, sure. And Jimmy, this dude, Jimmy, who used to be a ref for me in MCW, comes walking out. I'm like, Jimmy, what the hell are you doing here? And Steen looks at me. He's like, oh, that's one of our ring crew guys. Like, that dude used to ref for me. And he laughed. He's like, Indy, Indy wrestlers. And I was like, ah, oh, long time ago. Never made anything. He's like, just just wait here, and we'll get you in the locker room, you know, backstage. My wrist goes, come up. Hey, man, you want to get a picture with us, right? We want a picture. And I'm like, Sure. And they, like, grabbed me, like, a double headlock and did, like, a fist pose. So I did the fist pose. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're squeezing my – I think my head was turning red as the picture was taken. Briscoe, man, they were awesome. They're, yeah, man, you enjoy the show? You could – that's what I'm talking about. Let me see the picture. Let me make sure it's good. I'm like, God, don't beat me up. <laughs> I'm scared. I love how they're being so nice, but yet you're still and, deathly afraid. This is when Patriot <laughs> left the building and, and was like, I'll go wait outside because you guys aren't going to do anything. So he could have got all these pictures of me and Jen, but he did. And they were just, let me make sure the picture was good. And I'm like, oh, it's good. It's good. And then, then we got to go backstage and meet Adam Cole, which was awesome. Adam Cole was wearing, a, the, you know, the, is it the Godfather that is the movie uh, poster where it's like the puppet hand with the writing? Yep. Is that the Godfather? Yep. He had the Godfather yep. shirt, but it was a Carlin shirt he was wearing. Oh, tight. <laughs> I thought that bet you like <laughs> um, what, do, what do you think? Uh, do, do you think Scorpio Sky? What, what kind of mixture of uh, SCU do you think will challenge the Briscoes? Or does it? Matter? I, I think they might change it up because I think the obvious is the bad influence version of Kazarian and Daniels. But I don't think it would be bad to add Scorpio Sky as just something different. Freebird rule. That would be cool. That'd be cool. It'll be interesting to see where they go. Um, but, I mean, obviously, you mentioned three people. Dalton Castle defeats Cody and Marty Skrull. I did not see that coming at all. No. And I, I think what he did there was, was beautiful. Beautiful. Nick, all this of making an appearance, uh, which I thought was, uh, was kind of nice. Uh, it was a packed ringside for a moment there, that's for sure. You know, once again, this was another match that the ref shenanigans was 
awesomely accepted. Mm-hmm. The fact that Nick Aldis pulled the ref out because he wanted Cody to win the title, I thought was yep. a, just a tremendous idea. When when the young boy did the dive and Nick Aldis just pushed him, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He did the dive and all. Nah. And he just, oh my, I can't. That's why when you were like, why didn't I get the picture set? Or why did I didn't get any love? That was what I sent to those guys. Was I, I just wanted you to see it live. Um, I could not believe that he didn't even catch that dude. He just pushed him. <laughs> oh my God. That guy, he was dead. That young, young boy was dead. Um, young boy. Dalton Castle looked like hell. I mean, not as in-ring work, but I mean, the list of in- did you have you seen the list of injuries that he has? No, is he the new uh, six billion dollar man? Oh my God! If you if you have your computer open, go on Google because my desktop will crash on me with blog talk, and look up Dalton Castle injury list, and I'm sure something will come up, but. The the injuries that he had going into this match when they did that promo vignette that was a shoot. I really? mean, I don't know. I I understand now. For those that didn't know, the next night they ran an Honor Club only show. Jay Lethal is your new world champion. He wins a four way. Uh, who was it? Was Cody Dalton Castle, Jay Lethal, and I can't remember the fourth guy in the match. It wasn't Marty, was it? Uh, Matt Taven, your favorite. That's why I forgot. Uh, Matt Taven was in the match. And I'm guessing it's to do a lethal Matt Taven program. But, so, I mean, it it obviously made sense. You needed to take the belt off of Dalton Castle. I think they knew the Cody thing was the obvious. But, I mean, this dude had just, like, legit injuries. I mean, it was... It was insane, the stuff that was wrong with this dude. I'm trying to look up his injury, but the latest thing I can find was about to go here. Um, Broken hand, problems with his back. Good God. So, yeah, just a lot of back issues there, which is never fun. But a broken hand just recently. That's crazy. Um, It was, I mean, it was... It was a ridiculous amount of injuries that this guy had. And the fact that he was working through all these blew my mind. I mean, literally blew my mind because, you know, a less less sort of a dude probably wouldn't have worked these. I think I might have found something that has this list. And it's good, too, because you could, you, you could obviously now looking back onto the match, you know, where, where you had Marty and, and Cody kind of going to add a little bit more, of course, Bullet Club is fine, uh, but, uh, you know, of course, finally hitting on each other, which which makes sense now, which you don't want to do too much with, with Castle there. Um, but, you no, know, I thought this was uh, this was a fine match, uh, minus, you know, uh, again, kind of the falsies towards the end there. Um, of course, Castle getting the, the surprise win as by staying champion. Um Nothing to go home about. Again, this was maybe about 14 minutes or so. Uh, definitely seemed a little rush as they were trying to sign off air. But uh, uh, Cody doesn't work for two minutes, so I mean, 
Him and Suzuki worked 11 as the main event. I mean. That's right. That was mighty. But I'm, I would think that's more on for Suzuki. God, no. That dude works 30, 30. He, he just worked a half hour draw in the rain with Okada. In the rain. Yeah. I can't stand the rain. I wish there were a new Japan. Okada. <laughs> so, Dalton Castle's injuries in no particular order. Torn hamstring in his left leg, which has been visibly taped up for some time. A stress fracture in his lower back healed in such a way that it forces L4 and L5 vertebrae to shift, causing nerve damage. A displaced, oh. hip, a displaced hip, neck issues, a broken finger in his right hand, and then an entire broken right hand. Yet he still worked that three-way one and then did a four-way to drop the title. Kudos to Ring of Honor for not doing the obvious then at, at Best in the World and kind of making that, that house show or TV taping then, you know, something special. So, wow, good, get some rest, man. Wow, good good luck in your rehab. <laughs> so that was Best in the World. Tremendous show. Great um, show. Real quick, Great show. We'll run down the uh, New Japan G1 special in San Fran, then we'll hit you with a break, come back and – do a little WWE talk. Uh, opening match this uh, July seventh is the show this Saturday or this? Oh, it's, is it Friday? Yes. Wait, wh- which yeah, one? It's Friday. July seventh is the show. Let's see. Thursday's the fifth. No, it's Saturday. Saturday the seventh is the show. Uh, so we have Yoshihashi Gato, Rocky Romero, Shonyo taking on Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahashi, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and their dad Haku. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. I'm assuming Chaos wins. Uh, what do you think? Oh, Chaos for sure. Come on. Come on. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Toru Yano taking on Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. I'm kind of happy now this match is on Saturday. Yeah, I won't be able to see it because I don't have access. So I'm going to be. But no, they don't have that on Comcast. You're going to Jordan's. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to go uh, the the uh, the Japanese uh, British stretching crew of Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. I will agree with you on that one. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kushida against Hangman Page and Marty Skrull. That's kind of a That's fun good. little match. Does Kushida have the best mileage credit card, do you think? Oh, God, he's got to be up there with the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Kushida just stayed in the States. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's like six days away. <laughs> but still, you're not, I mean, you're not wrong by any means with your assessment. Um, I'm uh, going to go. And Kushida's an interesting team. That's for sure. I, I, I like that. That that veteranship of of that squad there. Um, I'm going to get the Bullet Club. Um, uh, Taguchi Japan versus Bullet Club is what I'll consider that match. Hmm. I'll go uh, yeah, Bullet Club for sure. I'm gonna go Taguchi Japan. Uh, oh, so, so that's a part of. So they are a part of Taguchi Japan, huh? Like it's yeah. not t- uh, Japan. Tanahashi no. doesn't have his own clique. He's a part of Raizusuke Taguchi. That's kind of cool. I would have yeah. thought it would have went the other way around. 
That's why, like, some of those matches when he's in those multi-men, he's wearing, like, the Taguchi sunglasses. Because he is part of Taguchi Japan. <laughs> uh, never open weight title match. Hiroki Goto defending against Jeff Cobb. Uh-oh. Did there we go. Oh, yeah! Uh, never open weight title match. Hiroki Goto defending against Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb, FTW. No, um... As much as I would like to see Jeff Cobb, but no, Goto, Goto retains. They, they're not going to hot potato this. Too often. Yeah, I'm with that one, Goto. Uh, IWGP tag titles, Young Bucks defending in a rematch against Evil and Sonata. I will take the Bucks. I'm going to go Bucks retaining as well. Uh, Chaos battling LIJ. This time, the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, and Will Ospreay taking on Tsuya Naito and Bushi. Bushi taking the pin in that one. Yeah. I think Osprey pins him for the for the fans. <laughs> for the fans. For the Osprey, fans. though, like the fans don't care about Okada or, or anything. I'm going to Naito. <laughs> Naito is going to get the win uh, over Osprey while looking at Okada. By the way, I gotta say too, how how entertaining was it on the Kazuna Road shows? What? No, I gotta ask you this first. Did you watch the full? You just watched like the main events of the Kazuna Roads, right? Yes. Okay, so I watched all the full shows because I'm a I'm a junkie, and I don't watch SmackDown and Raw that much, and that was that was my ha ha pot shot that didn't work, um, <laughs> but. But uh, Okada looked like sad puppy dog emo Okada as he's walking to the ring to other people's music. Like, he wasn't even coming out to his, yeah. like, Chaos is coming out to Goto's music. It's and so different. He he gets in the ring, and he's all just sad looking, and it's like, he's so bummed he's not, or like, his character is so <laughs> bummed he's not champion. Like, he's just like... <sighs> he's like no expression Like I'm like damn This dude is still killing it Like I feel bad for him Even though he was champion for freaking two years I feel bad for him <laughs> Like I like this dude so good So um, why can't he Do you think he could ever do another run With the IWGP Intercontinental title Who Naito No Okada He's never held the IC before so he could still, they could still make that a, a, a kind of a big achievement for him. He's never held it. You know, it could well, be something that he could go against the mid-carters, if you will, of New Japan. You Fresh just matchups. completely gave me a thought of my top two matches for Wrestle Kingdom. You just Oh, totally... my God. Wow. I, be... you, I think we could get o- Omega Naito. And I think we could get Okada. What if we got Okada Jericho They're for the flipping them. They're flipping them. I love it. Oh, my God. Now, I still think, I, I still think there's a crazy chance. Now, Kenny Omega, real quick, let's just, let's just finish running these out, and then I'll, then I'll say this. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi defended the junior heavyweight title match and probably a five-star match against Dragon Lee. I will take Hiromu to keep it, but uh, the fans are the winners in this match. Yes. Hiromu will retain IWGP US title match Jay White defending the championship against Juice Robinson Mr. Flamboyant himself dropping multiple F-bombs but looking fashionable as always while he drops them (laughs) who do you got do 
get a new I champion. Twenty more bones. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go Jay White to retain. I don't think it's time to take it off him yet. Only if they have him possibly winning the G1, I could see that. Um, but yeah, I agree. Jay White will retain, but I, I think Juice has to win something sometime soon because he is hotter than the sun over in New Japan. Main event: Cody Rhodes says people will ha- people have no idea what they're about to see in our match. Kenny Omega defending against Cody Rhodes. I will go Kenny Omega. Cody wrote, no, uh, Kenny Omega with a win for sure. Uh, finally, <laughs> will we get the true answer, Bullet Club, but not being okay after this? I think we're going to get some conclusion. Any closure to, to the Civil War. Okay. Yeah, so. I think so. Now, to be fair, I'm still going to order my Golden Elite shirt because that shirt's tight as hell. So I'm still going to order that anyway, um, whether that's a thing that's done or not. But. I still think here's I'm going to just go on a, on a crazy whim. Kenny Omega was asked about if he's ever going to have a fifth match with Okada. And he says, I know down the pipeline at some point there's going to be a fifth match. And that's why we didn't even do some of the stuff that we had planned to do because we wanted to save it. So apparently these guys have some more shenanigans up their sleeve that they didn't even use in their last match. And that was a um, hell of a match during WrestleMania that was weekend. An amazing match. I'm going to say I would not be shocked if they do Omega and Ibushi in the semi-main event without a title on the line. And I think there's a chance that if Naito wins the G1, that I think Okada could beat Omega and win the title back at King of Pro Wrestling. And then Omega, I mean, Okada drops the title at Wrestle Kingdom Naito to give Naito his win back. I don't think that's far-fetched. <laughs> it just seems so complicated for something so simple. I don't think you need Okada to lose the or to drop the belt to Naito. I don't think Naito needs to beat Okada to go on his journey. Um, I think it'll be different. I, I have thoughts many times before, but it seems like it's been years. I think the Naito Omega matchup has more intrigue. Now, I say this because Okada and Tanahashi wrestled at three Wrestle Kingdoms in four years mm-hmm. seven, nine, and ten. At seven and nine, Okada lost. At nine, everyone thought he was going to win, and he lost again. At ten, he finally won. At eight, Okada beat Naito. At 12 last year, everybody thought Naito was going to win and Okada beat him again. I think by doing the rematch at 13, you're replaying Tanahashi Okada where they do back-to-back and and Naito finally gets his win back, which then solidifies Naito as the top guy. And now you move into the Omega-Naito era and you have Okada take a step back for a couple years. Wow, what does he do? Does he go on his own excursion? No, you the just WWE. Look, <laughs> look what you did with you know they could do exactly what they did with Tanahashi and Nakamura. You have them make that mm-hmm. IC title continue to mean something, or throw um, him and Ishii as a as a tag team. I don't, oh. I'm tired of this Ishii Yanu. Just Ishii Okada just wreck shops. You know, them in the Bucks. The- imagine that. 
is one of the big big things that really solidified Okada's title run was him finally beating Tanahashi. Now, mind you, he lost the belt at some point during all this for like a month to Naito, and then he won it back and held it for two years. So I understand that, you know, it wasn't a straight run through, but that was finally the the solidification. That's why I think they do Naito-Okada rematch. As you find the victory. And then you know you have Kenny waiting in the wings where he can do that great program with Naito. But then, depending how you're running this Golden Lovers thing, you can do the blow-off at Wrestle Kingdom. And if your semi-main event is Omega Ibushi, good God. Because here's the kicker with me thinking like Gato, is you have Omega Ibushi in the last night of the G1 tournament. Their second match is the semi-main of Wrestle Kingdom. Now, Mm -hmm. in your back pocket, you have that tiebreaker match you can use at a later date. And that's what you could do with Omega when he has his year-long title run. So I think there's a lot you can do. But we don't know. You never know what Gato decides to book. For all we know, Okada wins the G1 and goes, I'm taking match five. I'll see you in Tokyo. And then you get to watch Okada Omega 5 at the Tokyo Dome Live, where I'm not sleeping this time. I have, I've had fainted. <laughs> oh, a lot to digress. This, this is a good show. You know, you know, kind of getting, what, the card out a few weeks ago after, you know, worries of, of ticket sales. I don't know if this will, you know, spurn – any any more here, but um, I, I think this is a pretty damn good card. I think this could... Uh, I think for the American audience that is still on the fence, I, I think they have a good mixture of New Japan, you know, Bullet Club type type matches where I think people will enjoy. It's a good card. It's a good card. Um, let's take a last break. We'll come back and see how long Blog Talk allows us to talk. Uh, maybe they give us another hour. Maybe they give us 10 minutes. We never know because uh, they just tend to kick. So we'll see what happens. We come back. We'll break down Raw SmackDown UK tournament. I'm going to try to look up ticket sales while we're on break here and then drop that when we get back. But don't go away. We'll be right back. WrestleCast Radio. Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? We got you covered. From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking to Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amore. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. 
Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil. And I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Watson, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag. Marinate. Mmm, love going to be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, you're going to pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys. But I'll take it from here. I'm here to show the world. I'm here. Wrestle cast here to show the world. Alex, that was a flawless idea what you did, by the way. What's that? I go see Monday Night Raw. No, your um, phone call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, no, I said I that one from time to time. No, that, was, that was good. I was like, dang. He just took blog talk and said, bitch. <laughs> uh, no, I did not see this week's Raw. I'm going to try to watch that tomorrow. But I did watch last week's Raw. So what do you, what do you want to do here? Do you want to go – do you want to talk Raw and SmackDown first, or do you want to talk the U.K. tournament first? Ooh, let's let's talk Raw SmackDown. Let's let's end with the, with the positive. Okay, great. So Raw last week, uh, the revival get a victory over Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. I awesome. I was happy. I was so happy that they won that match. Uh, I went two and a half to. I thought it was a decent match. Good match. I think the important thing though is Bobby Lashley uh, getting comfortable on the mic. A few slip ups here and there. I think he's probably more confused on how well he's doing. Uh, but uh, just putting down a Roman Reigns, uh, getting the crowd behind him that way. Ingenious, ingenious. Um, it definitely got me on the bandwagon there. Uh, like I said, you know, it could only go nothing but up from money in the bank for these two guys. And, and I like the story that Lashley and Reigns are, are doing. You know, and I and I had said, I, you know, guys, just trust me. He was he got good at impact, and then he was terrible. And I was like, damn, I look like a few, as Jim Ross would say when he was doing the rap. Look that few. The but, power of that hat, man. Those hats. <laughs> Shout out to Bobby Lashley. He was like, I should get the shot. Roman. Every time you're in the ring, you can't beat Roman Ray- Brock Lesnar. And I was like, oh, he just called Roman. Said he couldn't beat Roman. I was like, damn it. <laughs> 
But oh, then he recovered. Sure, I didn't say it was perfect. No, but you're right though. He recovered, and it was it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Uh, what was not entertaining, at least to me, uh, Curtis Axel defeats Jeff Hardy. Uh, quarter star. Uh, bounces him off of every turnbuckle, screaming delete. Does a couple counter Irish whips. Gets on the top rope. He's already trying to suplex him with his right arm, which no, everybody suplexes with the left arm around the head. Watch him. Everything's left on left. So I'm already going, what the hell is he doing? That's not what you do. That looks awkward and painful trying to do it. And then yeah. somehow he goes to jump back so Curtis Axel can land on him and get the victory. But he, like, tried to make himself slip. But it looked so bad that he, like, it was like a, oh, it was, it was so bad. It, I, I said this to you in the pre-show. I think that was the worst match, worst televised match I saw all year. And you gave it a dud, right? No, I gave it a quarter star. At least duds I will remember. <laughs> if I look at that match and I go, that was a dud, I'd be like, oh, man, yeah. That was a dud because so-and-so and so-and-so. This just sucked. <laughs> Uh, being boozled, by the way, um, on on this, uh, I would say you could give me ten of the worst beans out of the being boozled. I guarantee, Ryan, you will give their rematch from last night's Monday Night Raw at least two stars. If you give it under two stars. I will eat one of the worst beans in the bean boozled. We'll put it on Twitch. We'll put it on Mixer. Any of that crazy, wacky shenanigans you kids are into. But uh, I, I'm confident in their rematch last night. Did you watch our bean boozled we put on Mixer? I watched a little, but then it kept going out. So Short uh, took you just as uh, into the dead fish one and didn't even chew the thing. I took down 10 of them. I'm a man. I'm 40. Or whatever that the the Oklahoma City coach said, but he bites into the thing <laughs> and he throws up into a bucket. I proceeded to call him a pussy for the next half an hour while we played Tekken, and I think he was getting God. a little mad. At me. But I'm like, you are a puss, dude. You need to eat another one. You are a puss. I said, you are a no puss. No wonder he's no longer a part of uh, WBLZ because he definitely doesn't have balls. <laughs> Ah, that was one of the greatest things you ever said. I want to play the No Holds Barred music because of that. Um, <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> See you uh, then the show just gets better only by ha- uh, a quarter. I went half stars on this one. The authors of Pain defeat Rich and Rex Gibson. Hey, Rex Gibson is God. Holy crap. Did this, uh, this wasn't even a fun enhancement match. It was Bobby Taco. It was like a great like a mixture of eighties Saturday Salsa? morning jobber gimmick. Bobby Salsa, not Taco. <laughs> and Sally it was almost two- as offensive <laughs> as how bad these jobbers looked. Why did these two Hispanic dudes have the last name Gibson? <laughs> Gibson? I've no idea. I wonder that myself. For saying my last name is Erickson. <laughs> like at least it'd be more believable than these two dudes being. Oh my god, it sucked. It was not good. Um, I have a question though. When AOP finally gets their hand on the leader of worlds, also get well soon, Bray Wyatt. I was wondering why or where he was at last night. Apparently, in a car accident. Uh, 
over the weekend there. So, um, but going back to Matt Hardy of the tandem, the AOP is going to murder him, right? They're going to like break his back because oh, all their moves are power bombs. He can't even walk as it is when he. Oh my god! Like, look, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but Matt Hardy sucks. Like, and it's not him. It's just this dude. He can't even His move. Body. He's the Matt Taven of the 90s. Damn. And you like Matt Taven. Not Matt Taven. Sorry. Dalton Castle. He's the Dalton Castle injury-wise. Dalton Castle moves better than Matt Hardy did. And he's got dislocated <laughs> hips and, and, like, fused together vertebra. Like, Matt Hardy is bowling. He looks like Fernandad for you. Always oh, bowlegged for another reason. <laughs> I get slammed by tornadoes. Oh, <laughs> uh, Natalia defeats Alexa Bliss. I actually went two stars on it. Um, cool. You know, I just Short. once again, I don't understand how this company continues to have champions lose more than they win on television. I I just don't get that, but whatever. I'm not going to argue. Um, Sasha Banks, Ember Moon, and Bailey lose to the Riot Squad. I went two stars again on this, but I love boy, them. Boy, 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 how bad! How funny was it when they broke Jinder Mahal's camera? Like that's what Jinder Mahal is relegated to, and then he's on main event when you were there. But the fact that the only time you saw Jinder Mahal was them smashing his camera. Mm-hmm. I laughed. Oh my God, Jinder! Jinder, you're doing your best work, and this is what they're doing with you. That's why you can't be a good worker. You gotta suck, and then you get pushed. Um, <laughs> but I, how bad do you think? How mad was Vince when Bailey does one of the coolest things she's ever done and gets cheered for it? <laughs> you think they were like, wait a minute, why is she getting cheered right now? Like, do you think they they honestly were confused that it backfired when everybody wanted her to do this? Yes, yes, a hundred percent, yes. That they they were not expecting that, but again, because they're not in tune with their product. You Hopefully, can tell Fox Bailey, will have something. Bailey's huh? sitting there. Bailey's sitting there, leaning over Sasha as she's yeah. high facing her, getting cheered, and she's not talking because I think she's going. Well, they said in Gorilla this was going to work. So what is well, she doing? It's because Bailey's the the sympathetic one in this scenario, which again they're trying to reverse that. But like she has every right to beat Sasha's ass during this whole thing. And then the best part is Bailey, not not knowing whatsoever what to do at this point, gets censored because she five faces her go, you dumbass bitch. And <laughs> They have to censor it because they don't want her to say that because she's Bailey. And then the crowd, the front row starts popping even harder. Mm-hmm. I'm going, oh, my God. I bet Triple H is like, yeah. And Vince is like, what the hell is happening? You said this would work, Paul. Like, <laughs> this, Just you know, imagine this, if she would have put him through the table. Like they yeah. were chanting. And then what? what is this? This once again, Alex is why every time this company takes a step forward and I praise them, I get pissed off the next week. Because what's the next segment after commercial? Bailey, 
Your actions were comprehensive. You're going to counseling. Are you kidding me? Very dumb. You're going to... But it is the correct workplace scenario, though. (laughs) I know, but O'Shane showing up at WWE, man. (laughs) Found where Raw was, where you were at, because Vince apparently didn't have the commentary say what city they were in because they didn't want the fans to know that we're watching live, that they were in a non-big city. Did you hear about that? Weren't even there. Weren't even there. Ridiculous. Don't say we're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, because we don't want to sound like we go to small markets. That is painful. That pissed me off. Like, you can't, then why are you even running shows there? You're embarrassed to be running a show that you still ran it. Like, come on, man. And they were sold, they were more sold, um, they were sold out better than their SmackDown show I went to last fall. Way more people. (laughs) They probably have more people than what you think. Yeah? If you look at a percentage to fill building. So, I don't know. That just, that irked me. Like, I thought I loved everything Bailey did. I'm not crapping on the segment. I thought the segment was tremendous. But what they were trying to portray with it, and I could tell by the minute they did the counseling segment, I went, they did this for all the wrong reasons, and I pissed off. Because this is something we wanted and you did. By the way, her beatdown on Sasha was awesome. Yes, it this was. My God. Bailey Like, this is the best thing she's done since NXT. And I guarantee you, WWE did not look at it as a positive. They looked at it as a failed experiment, which is the wrong thing to look at. That's why I'm frustrated. I could be Bailey's wrong. Bailey's finally over on the main roster. Exactly. And you're so right. And because going, she showed a little ruthless aggression, something her cookie character or cookie cutter character has been needing, you know, because again, it's in that 1992. Um, and and I, I think what she did to Sasha Banks is anyone that gets trampled on, whether it's in a workplace, in a relationship, in your family, you know, you, you finally enough is enough, especially when someone's supposed to be your, your, your BFF. And then you're just like, ah, you know, and, and you can fight and you can argue. You could still stay friends or family. It's just every once in a while, you got to get your scuffle on. And, and I think these two, and, and I will say, spoiler alert, their segments last night weren't that bad. They, I, I was dreading it. But uh, these two will definitely set something, hopefully, for SummerSlam to have a kind of a anniversary route, if you will, uh, three grand from their TakeOver Brooklyn matchup. Maybe do another Iron Woman a match after their Extreme Rules go off uh, in a couple of weeks. I hope. The only thing that I was hoping for was when she was going to run her, you know when she ran her into the middle ring post and she Sasha took that gross back bump that she always takes oh, off that middle yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, that's, that's like the Bret Hart chest to the top turnbuckle bump for Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was hoping she was going to rip her ponytail out. Like Bailey was gonna rip her own out. I was like, that side pony, go full heel. <laughs> that was the only thing I was hoping for. Um, what else? No way, Jose and Mojo Rowley go to a uh, no contest because he's making fun of Tom the cheeseburger. Yeah. yeah once again, I don't know what to say. Um, Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman. Hey, no way to Jose. That's what you said. <laughs> 
They defeat Finn Balor and Baron Corbin. I went two and a half. I love that. Perfect for wrestling. Um, it was fun. Seth Rollins. Balor and Corbin, watch out. Balor inserted into these mid-card rivalries like an Elias. Um, hell, his stuff even with um, with with uh, Axel um, last year was was some good stuff. But I think Balor and Corbin, I think their chemistry. Um, especially from what I saw last night, I, I think this could be another good summer of for Finn Balor. I hope. I hope he deserves it. <clears throat> uh, Seth Rollins defeats Dolph Ziggler by DQ. I actually went four stars on this match. I thought this match was really good. What, uh, match, you yes, um, with the DQ, you know, of course it was good to, you know, kind of see uh, Roman Reigns kind of come out to help his shield brethren. Uh, but this is everything that you want. We're, we're getting wrestling Ryan, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. wrestling on a Monday night raw with the two yeah. of the best. Again, your 2018 MVP for the E in Seth Rollins definitely burned it down. My God, extreme rules cannot come uh, fast enough, but these guys have put on back to back weeks. Uh, some pretty damn good matchups and and kind of the foursome um, that they have with Rollins and Reigns along with McIntyre and Ziggler can play uh, some can play well off of each other for the next couple of months for sure. You know, um, Seth Rollins and, and Drew McIntyre for me is an intriguing matchup as well as Ziggler and Reigns. I don't remember too much of a long-term feud, but if they want Roman to get a little bit more sympathy, have him go against the heel on the microphone. People will probably get behind Roman after he roasts the living hell out of him. (laughs) Uh, SmackDown. We saw odd... Uh, Miz TV, which we don't really need to get into, I don't think. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Rusev beats Xavier Woods. I actually went three stars. I thought this was a fun little match. What did you think of this? Aggressive heel Rusev. It was kind of interesting, especially post-match. Um, kind of how to take Rusev. Because, um, you know, Rusev Day. It's fun. It's kitschy. Uh, but I liked uh, I liked both uh, counterparts. I, I this was a good match to open up the show. Um, again, it's good to see Seb with the eye on the prize with his match against AJ Styles here at Extreme Rules. I'm happy he's getting the title match. I'm happy he's kind of getting away from the uh, you know kind of the calendars and and all. But uh, yeah, Xavier Woods uh, looked pretty good. What's up with the beard? When is he gonna turn? Uh, but besides that, uh, pretty damn good match. I liked Xavier Woods kind of getting um, Rusev kind of in the uh, Death Valley driver kind of spot and kind of showing the exertion of lifting the Bulgarian brute. I really like, too, that um, he hit that that uh, that 360 forearm earlier in the match. Nobody went for it mm-hmm. again. Rusev hit him with that huge roundhouse <laughs> kick. Um, you know, it was nice and think- simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was nice and simple, but I I thought they did enough where it didn't it it kept my attention, and you know once again three stars on a on a TV match is a good match because 
you know, you could tell that they thought they were on commercial because after they were done working, before the screen went full screen, mm-hmm. he gets Xavier Woods in a bear hug, and they're sitting there in a bear hug now for five minutes. So I understand they're still working because they think there's a commercial, but for what the match was, it was good. Like, I thought it was a really good match. Do you think with them trying to push Rusev uh, kind of towards the dark side here that they could backfire against the E? Or do you think they're just saying, hey, guys, we're giving you what you want, and then we're going to move on? I just feel like they've already missed the boat. I feel like this thing was a lot more popular two months ago, and they should have capitalized on this right after WrestleMania. And they didn't. And you could even tell, like, as much as there was Rusev Day chance, there was more AJ chance. And that wasn't the case after Mania. Out of this era of wrestlers... Who's had, who's had the worst, uh, worst draw of bad timing, Rusev or Bray Wyatt, in the last five I will, years? I will go C. Well, I guess five. Yeah, I will say C. Uh, Wade Barrett. Yeah. Well, that, he's the OG when, though. When he when he was going on the pedestal and doing the bad news Barrett gimmick, oh, that was the best. And it got extremely over. And he he said straight out in a shoot. Part of the reason he quit was because the WWE told him to stop saying, "I'm afraid I have some bad news." That's the gimmick. <laughs> That's my point. So he was and he was hot over. And that dude looked good. I mean, he, you know, he had a body that worked. He had a good look to him. Good mic work. Yeah, he was. Yeah, his character and his mic work was great. He he emphasized everything he said enough on the mic too, so you always remember what he said. Yep. But his wrestling got in, you know inherently better. Like he got better in the ring. He helped make a terrible Miz face turn that they tried bearable because he was so good. Boy, did they crap on that team. I miss Wade no, I, I agree that the, the Rusev and uh, Bray Wyatt things are, are truly up there. But I just, you know, that's one of my guilty pleasures that I'll always throw out there is Wade Barrett is a guy who should have been world champion, and they never did it. That guy should have gotten a main event push, and they never think, did it. I think they were pissed, too, you know, from, you know, of course, he, he became injury-riddled. You know, kind of towards the end when they were "quote unquote" looking to. You mean when me, you, and Dave were there, and he punched the ground? Yeah, <laughs> I think two, at least two, uh, two shows I've been to, Wade Barrett has has injured himself. <laughs> so I'm partially to blame. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? I'm not partially to blame for. Jeff Hardy's still stepping into a wrestling Dear ring. God. Uh, Eric Young. I like Sanity. I like this whole Eric Young thing. I thought Eric Young carried the match. Um, I had a little weird TNA type of like, what am I watching? Did I accidentally order GFW? Did they take my credit card information since their website is not secure? <laughs> cool. Uh, but alas, now, now. <laughs> but alas, it was Tuesday SmackDown Live. Um, uh, Eric Young looked awesome. Jeff Hardy was, was there. Killian Day, it was great to see him. Now, I'll tell you this. Uh, Usos and Jeff Hardy defeated Sanity. I went two and a half stars. Uh, 
Jeff Hardy versus Eric Young before the interference. Got my first ever yuck. <laughs> when Jeff why, Hardy threw the twist of fate and Oof. slipped and lost Eric Young, had to re-grab him, did the twist of fate, lands on his ass for the bump. Eric Young hasn't fallen over yet. Then Eric Young suddenly decides to drop it in midair when he's not even being held by anyone, shakes his head and spins to a back bump. I think I sent you a snap of it. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing it live thinking, my God, what am I watching? What? Jeff Hardy. That was, look, that wasn't Jeff Hardy's fault even. That was Eric Young. If you're Eric Young. Okay. Do you have your phone right now? Yes. Okay. Uh, Pull up Snapchat. Look at my story. I have it on my story right now. I'm going to watch it right now. Eric Young phantom bumps and then sells a no bump. It's like a ghost uppercuts him. It literally looks like a phantom, like a specter uppercuts him. It's because he thought he was in TNA. Come on. That was, did you, did you rewatch it? He was back in in Orlando. Um, When I call you, wait, here we go. (laughs) That that is not just Jeff Hardy. He's moving way too, he's, he's moving way too fast. Come on. Now, Eric Young's probably a 15-year pro. Jeff Hardy's probably a 20-year pro. They've probably take, given and taken that move 50 times in TNA before they even came to WWE. There is no excuse in any retrospect that those two guys should have done that. That is, if, if you don't want to take a twist of fate in 2018, this is what Brian Clacker said to me after I posted that. If you can't take a twist of fate in 2018, you should not even be putting a ring together. <laughs> and the fact that Jeff Hardy wasn't even holding on to him and he decided to still fall over and then hit his knees and pretend like he still got stuttered and back bump was more egregious than Hardy falling over with nobody there. Now, is that due to the fact of the impact infrastructure or the WWE production infrastructure? Whoever did not change that camera angle should be fired. Agreed. If you're on a seven-second delay, good God almighty, you edit that. That was that was worse than what we saw Hardy do with Jinder on the the freaking whisper in the wind when Hardy didn't hit him and Jinder still bumped. And this goes back to what we talked about before. I'm get, oh this is this makes me so mad. I, I'm not even a good wrestler, and I would have never done that. <laughs> this is this is one of those things where. Like, are these guys just being told, no matter what, go through the motions? We have enough cameras that they will cover your ass so it won't look bad? I think like, so. That's what it feels like to me. Hey, Eric Young, don't worry. Uh, we edited the cameras well enough that nobody saw you take a stupid phantom bump. I post My Snapchat says otherwise, guys. <laughs> that, was the, that, that match is the first yuck of 2018. This this might be in my nominee for one of the worst things I've seen all year. And this is coming a day after the Hardy-Curtis-Axel match happened. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. No, my I, I, when they, I, they, I six man no. Uh huh. But I, you know, I I have an odd feeling. Obviously, now now I'm going to say this too. When when the Usos jumped the barricade and Dade and what's the other guy's name? Uh, Alexander Wolf is his name. Yes. When he's like clapping and shaking his hands, like excited that they're gonna fight, that was awesome. That was so cool on the floor, where they're like, "Let's go, we've been waiting for this." But I tell you what, in this day and age, with how many matches these guys have had, there is no excuse for that bump. Like my kid, who doesn't even speak coherent words other than "hi" and "hello," said. Oh, when that happened, and he doesn't even know what's going on at the time. He didn't even three yet, and he went, "Uh oh!" When we watched this, that that was irreprehensible. Like you can't, Alex. If we had a backyard wrestling match, you wouldn't have done that. And you no, re- I, I would have probably have reversed it somehow, and then just given you a giant lariat. So exactly, you would have done something stupid as hell that wouldn't have made sense, but you would have not fallen for me when I didn't do anything to you. You would have tried to do something else, and it wouldn't have worked potentially. Or you, or would at least play me. it off like you're ducking the attempt, yeah. you know, and then like do something, and, and, kick him in a bread basket. You would have been like lariat, and I would have flip bumped, and it would have looked amazing, something like that. Yeah. But it's if he would have just fell over, it's one thing. But the fact that he fell to his knees and sold like he hit his shoulder when it, he wasn't even near him is what makes it so bad for me. If he just bumps and falls, you're going with the motions, and I get it. But he literally put over that he took a stunner. Like, that was – Donald Trump didn't even take the stunner that bad. This was the worst thing I've ever seen. This is – I don't even – I don't even want to know what other people are going to say about this. I, I can't, I truly can't get over it. Like, I can't put this in the back of my mind that we go from watching Jay Lethal and Kushida to watching this. And these are the company making billions of dollars. How is that a thing? <laughs> um, I, I would say better business management. Um, no, I I agree, but I I think overall, besides that that obvious botch, those two, you know, kind of you know had had at least a little bit of you know comfortability, you know, especially with their their time down in Tennessee, um, or or the Impact Zone in Orlando, you know, I think definitely helped them kind of for that singles match. I I thought it went a little longer than expected, and then going into an even longer tag match. Um, where at least for me, it seemed a little bit long, but, uh, no, I, I like Eric Young. I like Sanity. I like how, how they're, they're kind of going. I do, you know, and that's the thing that bothers me is I think if it was like Jinder Mahal against Mojo Rawley, I would have just went, ah, I expect it. Mm -hmm. But being, this is two former TNA world champions. I'm like, give me a break. I understand we dog TNA. Well, is that saying anything either? <laughs> but but you also have to look at Chris, you know, um, um, Chris Saban, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. They were all champions in that company. Austin Aries, so you know, as much as it is a ha ha laughable company, there still is some lineage. 
And to, oh my gosh, this is that's and, and like I said, if it wasn't Eric Young and Jeff Hardy, I probably wouldn't have even harped on it. Mm-hmm. But those guys should not be anyway. I'm sorry. I'm glad you said we're doing UK second because I'm getting this out of me now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Becky Lynch defeats Sonya Deville. I went two and a half. Perfectly acceptable wrestling. It was a fun little match. Nothing special, yeah. but it wasn't anything bad. Um, and then Sony Deville, uh, my God, she's going to be a, a star. She's just waiting to finally get a bigger spotlight than she has in the center of the ring as she's yeah. judo chopping everybody. Um, but no, I, I, I like Sony Deville, Becky Lynch. Um, I like how they kept saying how much of, uh, you know, the underdog and she just can't win the big one, you know, even though she's been multi time champion and this and that but uh yeah it definitely needs a refresher for both uh both women uh mandy rose you know again what i realized is mandy rose as a singles wrestler she she has improved but when she's a part of like you know the uh money in the bank match or elimination chamber match she really does shine in those type of matches she knows what spots that she needs to be in, whether she's taking or giving. Um, and I, and I just wanted to say kudos to her for kind of stepping, stepping up into those matches. Agreed. Agreed. I think, I think she is what they thought Eva Marie should have been. Like, I think she's doing Emelina's gimmick, the Emelina gimmick right now, but I think her progress is what they envisioned uh, uh, Eva Marie to be. Ah, you know, this, beautiful woman comes out and she can actually work. She's not bad. Mm -hmm. And she has no experience other than that tough enough. So, you know, she's, maybe she's not participating in deadlift class. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Dylan just showed up. That was fun. Do you care about, well, I guess, I guess it happened tonight. Can we watch the 10 gimmick? Can we, can we <laughs> no, because then he's just going to get fired. <laughs> Do you want him to get fired? Do you care Maybe if he him, fired? And Juice can, him and Juice can team up. They could be a brother <laughs> tag team. Uh, do you care at all about Ellsworth? Asuka obviously was tonight, and I didn't watch it. I think it'll be fun. Um, main event. Better Day than... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say better better than what happened after uh, this main event. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the match was fine. The match was fine. It was what happened after the main event. What I, what I, what I meant to say was after. Harper looks I, awesome, by the way. I need to get on that regiment. This dude should be pushed to the moon. He's tremendous. Uh, Eric Rowan about killed Daniel Bryan on that run <laughs> Yes. Like, Joe Bryan's checking his teeth, and the referee is adjusting his volume on his pocket mic, and I'm going, something wasn't what it should have been right there. Because <laughs> that didn't look good. Luke Harper is, like you said, is so underutilized, but he's so the ultimate utility player, which he can adapt to any style, and they're not taking advantage of this, which is baffling. I saw like a little quick video on, on WWE's Facebook page where they were showing them um, in Tokyo and they were all dressed like a Mario Kart characters. 
And there he is, just chilling in like a Mario hat. And I was like, God, this guy's just awesome. And then he's in the ring and he can move so gracefully. And you're just like, push this guy to the moon already. Oh, he's, you know, and I remember when we were at, we were at Dragon Gate and he annihilates Marche Rocket and all those dudes. And he's like, next time you see me, I'm coming for a Japanese man. You were like, holy bleep, who is this guy? I said, Alex, that is Brody Lee. Because this is when you were, you know, you were still getting into Brian. This was your Brian Danielson experience, essentially, yes, wasn't it? Was. it? Yeah, yeah, this yeah is, indeed it was. Talked all about this guy, Ryan. They're doing a show in, in, in Chicago. I want to learn about this stuff, and I want to know it. Let's go watch it. We did. And Brody Lee annihilates people. And you said, who is this guy? I said, that, my friend, is Brody Lee. This guy is going to be a big deal in a few years. Yeah. I, you know, I was a, I was on this dude's train back in DG USA, and I think that's why I'm so. It's kind of you know what it's like. It's like Carl Anderson, where I'm where I'm so defensive about the guy because I know how good they really are. Mm-hmm. Like Carl is so much better than he than he's being portrayed, and and Luke Harper Brody Lee is so much better than he's portrayed, and. We saw spurts of it when they had him do the IC title feud with Dolph Ziggler, which was tremendous. We watched that awesome match with AJ Styles at SmackDown, which was just great. Um, Yep, him and Orton was tremendous. That's why when they did Harper and Anderson, I was was disappointed before the match even started because I knew it wouldn't be what it should be. Luke Harper is such a good worker, and I just wish they would realize that. And maybe they do, and this is just the role they want him in, which I guess is fine, but God, he's good, man. But instead, we get Glenn Jacobs coming out, hugging Daniel Bryan, and once again, the victory lap continues. Maybe, Alex, maybe my victory lap, I should be the one going, yes, yes. yes." No, no, no. It was funny because at least him moving to the ring was like a real monster, just kind of slow and sloppy. <laughs> I will never forget. Maybe this is something I should cue up for the next new intro. Last week when I said, you know what's going to happen while he's messing with the Bludgeon Brothers is he's going to reunite with Kane for Team Hell No. And you said, God, no. And then it happened. <laughs> and then it bleeping happened. When when I found out it happened, all I could picture was you giving that Snapchat face of, I swear I have personality, and me laughing hysterically in the background of your face doing that, or whatever, whatever, I can't remember what you exactly said, but you took a picture of yourself, and you're like, I can show, or no, I know I can oh. show emotion like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, that was not, me. That's not, his face. Not after that. And I'm laughing right now because I knew it was going to happen. And I'm telling you right now, I can guarantee you he's going to turn on Daniel Bryan and he's going to say, I can't believe you trusted the demon. And oh, we're going to get Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. And I'm going to look at you and go, yes, yes. No. They need to finish his career against the Miz. Miz getting the win at SummerSlam. Then we see him at all It's because they're going... We're going to do Daniel Bryan and The Miz at WrestleMania. And they don't realize that Daniel Bryan's not going to resign. At least I hope. I think they're banking on Daniel Bryan Miz thinking he's going to resign, and he hasn't yet. 
No. 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 Lose to Glenn. Do you think Daniel Bryan? Um, no, I'm not even going to say that. Never mind. <clears throat> Zach Gibson, though, I would say uh, <laughs> surprised uh, a couple of people, including myself, amongst this WWE UK Championship tournament. Night two, of course, getting a title match against WWE UK Champion Pete Dunne. Um. Should we just really quick run through if we want to talk about anything from night one? We can, but just kind of run through the results. Yeah, did we? I was trying to think of that. Did we talk night one last week? Well, because it was on that Monday, and I think we decided to. Well, I thought we talked it. We might. We'll we'll just run it down real quick. I'll just. I'll just. I'll just read the results real quick. How about that? Yes, to be safe. Um. Zach Gibson defeats Jack Gallagher. I went three and a half stars on it. Um, gosh. I yeah, can't remember we, we talked did... about the King of Mod. Okay. Oh, yeah, because I remember I was talking about how I was upset Flash Morgan Webster wasn't in the championship. That's right. Yeah. Um, Joe Coffey defeats Dan Mastiff. I went three stars. Flash Morgan Webster defeated Jordan Devlin. I went three and a half. Travis Banks defeated Ashton Smith. I went three and three quarters. Um, Tony Storm defeated Killer Kelly and Isla um, Dawn. I went two and a half. Zach Gibson defeated Flash Morgan Webster. I went two and three quarters. Travis Banks defeated Joe Coffey. I went three and a quarter. British Strong Style defeated Undisputed Era. I went four and a half. It was freaking awesome. Come on, that's a five-star Yes, that's right. We did talk about it because you went five and I went four and a half. You asked me why I didn't go five, and I said because I thought it was as good as the Undisputed Era Lorcan Birch match, which I went four and a half. So we did talk about this. And then I went four stars Zach Gibson over Travis Banks. Uh, Night two, Mustache Mountain defeated Undisputed Era to win the tag titles. This may sound controversial. I went four stars. Fun match, my God, the crowd. This was a, what a better way to start your show off than, you know, kind of getting, you know, your, your hometown, you know, uh, tag team against, you know, the, the hottest product that they have with the Undisputed Era. Uh, Tyler Bateman, kids like 20? My God, so- um, what, what, what these four men did in the ring, the respect of Trent Seven with the audience, you know, of course, seven and, you know, training Tyler Bates, the history there. Um, this, this this was just great. It was a surprise uh, finish for sure. Uh, a good way to pop the crowd and get, you know, get the excitement even more um, at Royal Alberts Hall there. But uh, a fantastic fun opener. Great match. The only reason I went four stars is I couldn't get behind it as much because I knew who won. And... Uh. I know that's a bad excuse, but in the back of my head, all the falsies weren't falsies to me mm. because I knew they were kicking out. So that's the problem I had was I don't blame these guys. I blame WWE for spoiling it. I but, thought you are going to blame Wolfgang. God, I will later. Um, Charlie Morgan defeats Killer Kelly. I went two stars. Um, everything I said last week about being excited to kill being included in this. Killer Kelly sucks. I don't know why I was excited about her being in this tournament. Charlie Morgan. Look. 
Yeah. Uh, Charlie Morgan's a, a way better wrestler than what she got shown. She was portrayed as uh, someone who was greener than, than green. Yeah, so that match did nothing for me. I was confused. Um, uh, then we got a four-way. Noam Dar, who comes back, ripped his hell from his injury. He was on roids or something. Uh, he was juicing. No, he probably wasn't. I mean, I guess when you have time off for an injury, I mean, what else are you going to do with lift weights? But he looked tremendous. He defeats Travis Banks, Flash Morgan Webster, and Mark Andrews. I went three stars. I was really bummed that Banks or FMW didn't win. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. Noam Dar was a, a U.K. guy. He's a Cruiserweight Classic guy. So I understand why you did it. Uh, thoughts on this match? Uh, fun match. Uh, I didn't realize Noam Dar, A, was over. And B, had all of that in his arsenal. So uh, definitely opened my eyes from the saturation of the 205 Live that he was primarily and- featured on before. Oh. But Travis Banks, he uh, he's definitely on my list of, of talents to watch. Uh, FMW as well. Um, Mark Andrews, I'm eh, but but Travis Banks for some reason he's he's on my radar. Travis Banks, he's the current Progress Champion. Uh, he's in the Bola. Did you? No, no. I should ask you this real quick. Are we going to that Progress show? Because I took those days off of work. Should I have not taken those days off? Oh yeah, probably not. No. I, okay. When is that? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if he bought these tickets or didn't buy these tickets. Because uh, I looked and those tickets are gone now. But Oh, are uh, they? Yeah, August 12th. But that's fine. If, if I was just like, was he screwing with me or did he really buy these tickets? <laughs> so I, so when, I, when I had called you today, I had also given him those days off because I was like, I'm going to be in Chicago again. <laughs> You must have got the look I got when I was like, hey, by the way, I'm going to need that, that, and that off. No, I got a lot in August and September. Um, so unfortunately. Then we had um, Adam Cole defeats Wolfgang, North American title match. I went two and three quarters. I thought Who Adam the hell Cole is this Wolfgang character? He looked he, like the British Irish version of Scott Steiner. He now, just did something for me. Um,. Adam Cole worked his ass off. Agreed. Do you think uh, PCO would have given Adam Cole a better match? That would have been a four-star match. Easy. Skip. Just bring him in. Um, I don't remember if this is the exact order because I screwed up when I was writing it down. But um, Aleister Black and Ricochet defeat Velveteen Dream. And East. I went three and a quarter. I don't know. Uh, no, fun match. Um, EC3, I swear, was going to break down uh, with every step. Ricochet looked awesome. Velveteen Dream, the crowd wrapped around his finger, as always. Um, Aleister Black didn't look as tense um, this time around as, as he kind of looked a little during his title match over at uh, TakeOver Chicago there. Uh, fun little match. Uh, Ricochet, again, stealing the show, stealing the spotlight. As always, but uh, I, I think in this match was definitely needed to showcase uh, a little bit more, and I, I thought they did the uh, the good job at that. EC3 is continued to where he lacks in the ring. He is so he connects so well with the crowd. His yes. entrance was one of the best parts of the weekend. 
And as weird as it is to say that, the fact that he's singing his own theme music with the crowd and, like, carrying the crowd on to sing it with them and talking. And then with Velveteen Dreams laying across the guardrail, EC3's looking at him like, what the hell are you doing? Like, <laughs> it, yes. was, it was a great signing because if I'm, if I'm Triple H with NXT, I look at EC3 and I go, this dude has a mic work, a body mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's built. He's got a look to him with the, you know, with his facials, and his his charisma is off the charts. I can't necessarily train that, but maybe we can teach him how to wrestle a style that, yes, he's big and can't move as well as other guys, but maybe we can get him to wrestle a style that's good for his body. Mm-hmm. So I I love the fact that they took a chance signing him. And they're put. I mean, frankly, they're pushing him. He's, you know, you could argue he's a top four guy in, in the company already for NXT. But they're doing everything right with him. Is they're putting him in there with guys to get better. But he exudes more. Like Ricochet has one of the coolest entrances in NXT, and I still think EC3 is more over entrance wise than he is. <laughs> he's not good. Not as good wrestling, but they're exuding what's well, and they're he's learning. And I think that was a great, so that's why I just think it was a great signing. But uh, like I said, I went three and a quarter. Uh, next up. The rematch my, from my, stardom. This was my match of the whole tournament, I think. Um, Shayna Baszler defeats Tony Storm. I went four and a quarter. I love this. Tony Storm. When I watch Tony Storm, I really feel like she's hurt. Like mm-hmm. she exudes so much sympathy with what she does. And once again, Shayna Baszler, she is the epitome of somebody who gets it. And she took her, her MMA background and comes into this thing. And as much as she's learning on the fly wrestling wise, everything that involves a character and being a bully, like she's what Baron Corbin once again, wishes he was. No, she's she's what Brock Lesnar wishes he could be. She's <laughs> Brock Lesnaring Brock Lesnar. She's that bully. She's that predator. She's the one that is beating your ass. She's you know laughing that you're you're striking her at that exact moment because she's just about to rip your arm out of your socket. So if Brock Lesnar ever could have talked. He he would have been Shayna Baszler and probably would have made even more money. I cannot wait for WrestleMania. No, I'm sorry. TakeOver Chicago 2019 when we get Shayna Baszler defending her title against Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, and Tony Storm. Book no, it next this. year. First and foremost, <clears throat> timestamp. That's written down with what you just said. That is the timestamp for the next intro. That was tremendous. And I will say this, too, about the Baszler-Tony Storm match. And this is one of those matches where they could have done more with more time, but you you knew there was a reason they didn't give it longer. Yep. Tony Storm, with the with the babyface performance she put on, with, with the sympathy she garnered, was something that a guy like Johnny Gargano has been getting. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't have put her in a more perfect situation than Shayna Baszler. Like, if these two do what they did, work a little harder and go another 10 minutes, they're going to be the first women that get a five-star match I've ever given. 
That's not Whoa. Miami Toyota versus Akira Hokuto. Or a Bullocano Akira Hokuto match. Like I'm talking like I haven't I haven't seen a woman match that knocked me off my socks and blew me away five stars since the early nineties. The closest I came was that Io Shirai and Tam Nakano against Kagetsu and uh I can't remember her partner's name, Suminari, the the Wado Tai chicks. But that was that barbed wire exploding bat death match they did. Which was I hate to go back, but really not even take over Brooklyn with Bailey and Sasha or Sasha Charlotte in that street fight on Raw where Bailey or uh, where uh, Sasha wins the women's title. Now, I think I think I went about four and a half on that. It was still in my match of the year, but that was another thing where there was only about four matches that were five stars for me. Mm. Um. The takeover match, I think four and three quarters is is a perfect way to put that match. That triple threat mania match, Banks, Becky Lynch, and and Charlotte. That's to me, that's as damn perfect as you can get. Three of your hottest, biggest acts on there. Of course, the Bailey not being included, given about twenty plus minutes, tearing the effing house and, do, the dome down. And I'm not disagreeing with any of that. Like, you're 100% spot on with any of that. But with the emotion that Baszler and Tony Storm brought out of that crowd, Mm -hmm. we didn't have that in the triple threat. That triple threat match never had anybody get sympathy like Tony Storm got. And that triple threat match never had anyone bully somebody the way Shayna Baszler did. Those two two women get their characters and... Mm -hmm. This this was this was the complete opposite of oil and water. Like this this clicked. Mm-hmm. And this clicked to the point that you had somebody like Shayna Baszler who's not a veteran by any means. You know, she's been what three years in the business or so. And she put out this match and was able to hang with Tony Storm. Give imagine what she does if she keeps this up and we see this match a year later. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my works. gosh. That's where I'm like, God, this is good. Also, kudos to the creative. Uh, I thought a hell of a finish uh, for Basler to or Basler to win by countout, since she was attacking uh, pretty much every uh, lower extremity of Tony Storm's body, especially ankle, foot, leg wise. Uh, I, I thought that was a brilliant way to finish it. You know, it doesn't obviously nothing can hurt Tony Storm um, unless you know Basler or Basler has her in a submission hold. Um, oh, I but uh, I, I, I just thought that was a great finish. She in how here, here's the thing too. You know, to completely piggyback off your great point, how smart is it that if I choke you on the floor, there's no rope breaks. So if I mm-hmm. just let go. With a second or two left, you're not going to get back in the ring. Yeah. If you want to think realism, that is one of the smartest finishes I've ever seen. And some people crap on it, but I go screw that. No, I that thought is it was great. Yeah, exactly. Like, so not only did this match have the great sympathy, but it was a fantastic finish. If you're mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you're not gonna give up, and you're gonna keep getting to the ropes and keep getting out of the out of the choke. I'm going to do it to you on the floor. So you have to try to climb back into a ring. Baszler keeps her heat by beating her ass after the match again. Baszler is a bull. She is, she is a freaking bully and she's great at it. 
her promos where she's sitting there with her jean jacket on and her sunglasses on her head, and she's laughing about how big a pusses everyone is. Oh, she's dude, she's tremendous. I will 100% confidently say potentially my 2018 Women's Wrestler of the Year is Shayna Baszler. Wow. Wow. I just, I mean, Io Shirai has had a great year in Shimmer and in, in Stardom. Um, Mercedes Martinez and Eva Lisa are doing fantastic with their tag team that they're doing in Shimmer. They're having really good work. Um, but they might be second fiddle right now to Shayna Baszler. She's tremendous. And I know people are one of the more to... polarizing oh. characters the WWE definitely has made. Uh, like I said, when I saw her cut a promo at a NXT house show that had eighty people, I was like, "Oh, oh this chick!" Is, I shouldn't have said that. Sorry, Shanna Baszler, uh, definitely, <laughs> like you say, or as we say every week, she just gets it. She's just something. She's gonna shine no matter where she goes, and, and you know, she and just. Last... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Last nope. thing I'll say about this, um, because I'm, I'm seeing we're eight minutes away from three hours, and they're probably going to really cut us, and we still got to talk to main event. Um, a lot of these people talk about, you know, I was a wrestling fan growing up, and it's like, well, it sure doesn't seem like it with the fact that you don't get wrestling. Shayna Baszler always talks about how she was a diehard wrestling fan growing up, and if she wasn't an MMA fighter, kind of like Ronda Rousey, she would have been a wrestler. When she got to the point where she couldn't win any more MMA fights because she just had 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 too many fights and the women involved to the point so much that she just got passed up, she came to wrestling. And just like Matt Riddle and just like Kurt Angle, this is a woman – who And I, I shouldn't even say Kurt Angle. I'm going to say Matt Riddle. By the way her character is in her promos, you can truly believe she was a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Because she gets the business. She understands what a character is. She may not always, you know, there may be flaws here and there wrestling, but... Somebody who watches enough wrestling can have a good enough character sometimes. And she's the somebody who was a diehard wrestling fan because you see it in the way that she conducts herself when she wrestles. Mm-hmm. And that's why I respect the hell out of her. From uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, no less. Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Um, main event, I also went four and a quarter. Uh, second favorite match of the night. no. Third favorite match of the weekend. I forgot about the tag match in the first one. I said the last thing. Uh, Pete Dunn defeats Zach Gibson. I the match was a little slow for me, a la Ricochet Velveteen Dream. But then they picked it up, and I fell in love with the match. Um, I wanted to go a little higher, but I think it just started a little too slow for me. But when they really got that going, once again, Pete Dunn, one of the best wrestlers in the world, and Zach Gibson hung along with him. What do you think of this match? That X-Plex on the floor, um, I thought Zach Gibson was murdered. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Zach Gibson, though, uh, for me, uh, he really is the best thing to come out of Liverpool ever. 
Um, but no, uh, but on a serious note, this guy uh, just toe to toe with um, with Pete Dunne here. Pete Dunne, I, I don't know if he's kind of going the same route I am, but he's looking like uh, he's getting in some pretty good shape there. Uh, definitely lose, losing some of that that baby uh, that that baby fat there uh, that that he kind of had a year ago. But uh, no, these two guys put on a brutal match a, a couple of bruiser weights if you will uh zach gibson go and punch the punch kick to kick um that shankly gates finisher that that hybrid submission like mm-hmm. recliner chicken wing i love that move i don't know why but i am just in awe of that move zach gibson when you look at him you, you think glorified jobber at best but this guy <laughs> is a damn good worker um uh, but of course pete dunn uh, you know, kind of getting the bitter end to uh, to to end the match there. Um, does Noam Dar, as he won the four way to determine a number one contender, uh, have a chance against the Bruiserweights? I hope. Not. I, hope not. I think it'll be a really good match, but I hope not. I don't want him beating. <laughs> I don't want him beating Pete Dunn. No, I thought this was a, a fun match. It was good to see Pete Dunn kind of come out, especially after the awesome uh, six-man tag the night before uh, for British Strong Style. But, uh, God, he's over um, like it's nobody's business. And I hope we get more of Pete Dunn, as we have, um, unfortunately, not at TakeOver Chicago, but we have getting a little bit more Pete Dunn on NXT TV, but hopefully more throughout the rest of the year. And especially with WWE uh, UK NXT kind of becoming its own offset brand. So hopefully we'll get more of these guys on a week-to-week basis. Shout out Great to uh, overall. When, when, when Gibson put him in the submission and Nigel starts marking, the crowd starts chanting, sit down, Nigel. I thought that was pretty <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> and then, and then the, uh, the Saturday... Elton John song. I still can't get yeah. over with the Tyler Bay. Tyler Bay. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler Bay. Tyler Bay. <laughs> I, I laugh every time I hear that. Uh, fun crowd. It was a good, it was a good couple nights. Yeah, now, good, the main song classic is officially sold out, I found out. Uh, that, that's Has probably been announced for that? Not yet. But at the WWE... Japan shows they just did that we kind of talked about earlier. They announced Io Shirai as the newest signing. So they brought her out all of the way they did Kenta. And a lot of the people knew who she was, but is this kind of overhyping her again? Because they didn't do this for Kyrie Sane. No, because I think the recognition, especially after her uh, not being able to compete at the Mayon Classic last year with the uh, with kind of the injury, um, it was a heart palpitation, right? That she had. Yeah, it was something with her neck, otherwise too. Oh, it was neck. Um, anywho, um, so yeah, I mean this this garnered her to have a a pretty damn good year, you know, back in Japan. So I think you know with with her being on a top of. On the top of many lists of 2017 women wrestlers, um, this you know why not strike now when she still has all that all that buzz surrounding her. So I think yes, in the long run, uh, especially with it's kind of weird they haven't done anything with Kyrie Hojo yet. That's still kind of a slow burn. 
but maybe once they get her and Shirai kind of uh, interacting, maybe that's something that will uh, kind of bolster both both up, kind of show their true style to this audience. Um, I'm trying to pull this up, but I 